Hey everybody, this is Drew, and it's Blake, and this is Brian, and you're listening to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Controllers podcast. Welcome to episode 105 of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Controllers presents Lock, Stock, and Three Smoking Controllers Co-op Endeavors episode. And today we're going to be covering Grounded. But before we get to that, we're going to go through a little social media preamble. You can find all of us, me much less, on social media platforms just by searching the podcast name. On all those, you can keep track of the comings and goings of the podcast. And most importantly, here recently... We want people to come to our Twitch streams with me, the podcast editor, and cousin Brian. Uh, <laughs> there, right now, we're going through Wolong Fallen Dynasty with short stints into Grounded, which may or may not continue as we move forward. Mm-hmm. You can follow us there on Twitch and drop in when we go live at twitch.tv slash two smoking controllers. Lastly, there is a store and a Patreon page. The store has some amazing underwear that I still haven't seen which I apologize, guys. I haven't gone and looked at those. I'll, I'll well, make that my next purchase. Oh, sweet. I love that. Both <laughs> the Patreon page and the store just support the cost of maintaining the podcast. Contrary to popular belief, they still have not paid me. So that just goes to Miladin Markovic, a.k.a. Devious Pixel for art. So just for the record, I'm doing this from the kindness of my heart and familial love. <laughs> uh, and links to all this stuff will be in the show notes added by drew because i don't do that and yeah. now i think we're gonna we're gonna kick over to blake yeah. so that we can get started we'll with the actual show if there's ever any money that comes into the podcast the the, the lion's share would go to editing of course Maladen. oh Maladen. oh it's still Maladen. Oh, okay Sorry, I, mean, cost I, the, I tried he's the one with actual talent so i'm not really upset by that <laughs> he gets paid for his art i mean he gets paid directly <laughs> for the art that he gives gives up for the podcast so yeah we get more. It'd be like a 75-25 split. 75 him, 25 Brian. <laughs> yeah, he gets paid on the front end. And there'll be taxes and fees taken out of that, so I'm really going to see about 17.5%. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> taxes don't go up in the next little while. So we have a... Like Brian said, we're going to pass Mike on to the... You get into the developer. We've... Uh, Played the, we played this game a whole a whole bunch. I don't know how many hours. I forgot to look out a little while. He's talking about how many hours we I, we clocked into the game. Probably quite a bit more than we maybe even wanted to. I don't know how many folks like the part of the podcast where we talk about the developers and stuff like that. Uh, me and Blake find that stuff interesting. I think you do, Brian, to an extent. Yep, I'm a fan. I like big it. Fan, big fan. Yep. Uh, we like that stuff. So all three of us like that stuff quite a bit. So maybe these parts are only for us three. Um, but the developer of this game, which we can say in a second, is a, a pretty big deal, I think, in gaming. They've done a lot of really cool stuff over the years. Uh, the, I think they're uh, pretty important to Microsoft and stuff like that. And I'm always I'm looking forward to like everything they got going on in the future. The game we're going to talk about today is probably my least favorite game of them that they've made, <laughs> arguably. But, you know, we played it for uh, co-op reasons and we're, we're hoping it would be more fun. But uh, 
we'll get into that and then the more recent sittings we had with it too when they released uh user created content the game in case you didn't hear brian say it the game we'll be tackling is called grounded So Grounded was released on Windows and Xbox One in early access, originally in July 2020. And early access is, a, uh, they still do early access, don't they, for like certain games? They're yeah, still, for sure. Yeah, yeah, there's still games out now that are early access. I yep. think uh, Exo Primal was early access. Yep. Early was, access uh, is basically like, like, it's like what, like an open beta. It it's a beta test, yeah. And early access is huge on Steam and PC games especially. I think it's more of a recent addition to consoles but because yeah, yeah, um, computer games you can buy broken all the time <laughs> yeah well a, a podcast favorite or at least a me podcast favorite was uh darkest dungeon was early access for like years two or three yeah. years before it came out but same thing with this one it was early access uh july 2020 and was fully released september 27th 2022 is when they like, this is the game here you go did, did we did we play? Did we start playing at full release, or did we play a bit before full, full I release? I think we played before full release because when I when I looked at my TA, I never got an achievement, so That's it never right. tracked anything for me. To track your time, I'm about to, I'm about to look at mine now because it only gave achievements to the host. I gotta oh, start tracking that stuff. And so I think you hosted or something. Either you were because I didn't host. I didn't get any achievements. Mine says 18 hours. Why did it feel like 100 hours? It had to have been more than 18 hours. Was it only 18, I, don't, we, yeah, I don't think there's any way. There's only play 18 hours? That's crazy. I got one achievement, too, I think, because a lot of it was locked behind because uh, we were playing on the uh, super easy baby mode. Oh, yeah. So and we're not ashamed of it, either. Not at all. So that's, like, you know, how Grounded came out. I'll get more. We'll get more into that here momentarily. But for now, I am going to tackle the developer. The developer is Obsidian Entertainment, and they're an American-based... And they're based out of Irvine, California. They have a little over 200 employees as of 2022. And they have made 17 games. Yeah. Their starter set of games were sequels to Bioware materials, which I'll get to that here in just a second. Now, kind of the cool thing is this, the four founders of Obsidian, which are actually it's more than four, but there's Chris Parker, Darren Monahan, Chris Jones, Chris Avalon, and Fergus Urquhart. And they were all former employees of Black Isle Studios before it closed down. And they came together to create uh, Obsidian. And Black Isle Studios, is they, they were around for a long time. They were around 28 years, 96 until they went uh, went down. Went down? Well, they didn't go down. They were just merged and evolved and renamed up to. And they got rid of a bunch of people uh, type situation. But I didn't do a whole lot of work on Black Isle. Black Isle because this is the Obsidian, yeah, which I should, probably should have. But have we? Do you know if we've played any Black Isle games? Uh, Fallout Two. Oh, I didn't, we didn't play Fallout. So you're older than us. You played Fallout Two. Yeah, <laughs> I played Fallout Two. Yeah, it, we'll possibly Fallout, Planescape Torment, Icewind Dale, the original Baldur's Gate. 
Well, they collaborated with Bioware on Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2, and then mm-hmm. Neverwinter Nights. They also released... I the... dabbled in Never, Neverwinter Nights, but if they co-developed, they probably just helped a little bit. The, it says right here that the studio released a Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance remaster in 21. They they twenty twenty one. They did the remaster for it, yeah. So, so they're still around. So yeah, I don't know what happened, but they just says they left and other things well, came they, out. But Black Isle's still around. Black Isle did the Baldur's Gate Dark mm-hmm. Alliance remaster. But yeah, well, this is the the last this is game. The Black they, Isle podcast, but yeah, so the first game was ninety seven. The last game was oh four, and then they didn't do anything else until two thousand and twenty one, which is that. That's weird. Well, there's, it no, says way, there's, no, there's no way it's the same people. Well, they're a subsidiary of Interplay Entertainment. I don't know what they do, but they could be forced onto other things. And maybe then they wouldn't be getting full credit for that kind of stuff if they're that's a subsidiary a of a yeah. large company. What's Interplay do, though? I don't know. Maybe yeah, getting, yeah, that's a whole other thing. That's why they want to go down that rabbit hole. What's inter- <laughs> it's interesting, I mean, it's a company, I'm, I feel like I've heard of Black Isle back in the day. They've clearly worked on things. Yeah, even, when you look at like the Wikipedia, it's Black Isle, a division of Interplay. Mm-hmm. So, but I didn't, uh, yeah. So, so that's a whole can of worms. Right? Yeah, so I just wanted to stick with Obsidian. And Obsidian has officially been in business since July 12th, 2003. So it's like, that's 20 years almost exactly. Mm-hmm. A little over now. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they're, over 200 employees based at Irvine, California, with the uh, 17 games. And we've played most of their games. I, I'm i not going to go down and hit every single one of them, but their first two were, like you said, Bioware sequels. Like, Bioware did the original ones, and then they would come out and do the sequels, which include the first game, which is crazy, the first game they did was KOTOR 2, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic 2, which is... It's a big, it's a big deal. It's pretty mind-blowing for that to be your first adventure into video games. Mm-hmm. And big shoes. The game, sure. the game's still held in high regard too. Oh yeah, yeah. And then in, was it Neverwinter Nights two? They did another sequel to another licensed project, and then their first solo thing was called Alpha Protocol. That was their first. That, that was their first original IP. Was Alpha Protocol? That was a cool game. I played it for a couple couple hours. Did you Did you play Alpha Protocol, Brian? I didn't. I've got zero Alpha Protocol experience. Oh man, it's kind of it like was a it was a spy RPG, right? Mm-hmm. It was SP uh, an espionage espionage RPG. RPG. What's my TA? I played it in February twenty seventh in two thousand eleven. Came out in two thousand ten. So you played it like a got twelve of the fifty achievements. I think I got stuck somewhere. Or something happened. It's also also before I think you were like an achievement hound. You know, hunting down achievements as much Maybe. as you were. Yeah, I remember being pretty cool. I'm surprised that's like something they haven't tried to uh, remaster remaster and bring it back out again. Because it did the whole. I think it did the whole good bad yeah. thing. You want to be like a, a rogue spy. You want to be a by the book spy, and then you got to. It would be pretty cool, you know. Certain people in your agency were like, "Oh, they don't respect you anymore." But others like, "Hey, man, you want to come around to our side of thinking?" And then it was it seemed kind of cool, but I don't think it was. I th- I remember the, some of the controls being real wonky. Mm-hmm. But then, like their their big crowning achievement early on, besides Kotor, the next big thing they would do would be fallout new vegas mm-hmm. which is highly regarded yeah people actually to this day yeah people actually say it like uh and it sucked we, we talked about it off podcast a bit but back in the day when i played it this is like right after i'd clocked in 200 hours or so into fallout 3 so i was like over fallout so new vegas comes out and i'm like i'm not ready for another one so i've still to this day like completely missed new vegas and most people will say new vegas is better than three and better than fallout four now four ain't that good anyway kind of 
but I'm not ready to say it's better than three, but it beats four hands down. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Four is easy to not. I mean, four was ugh, not. I I loved Fallout Three, but I never got. But people, some people will say like New Vegas is in some ways that you know, and like writing and stuff like that. Like Vegas is better than three. Some people, I mean, I, I mean, it's it, it's just it's just so it's how highly regarded that game is. I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, every time I look, I scroll past it on Game Pass. I was like, is this the day I start another? two hour 200 hour fallout experience i just i just haven't i just haven't done it yet because it's hard to start those games that size and they kind of just keep pumping them out honestly because after they did that it was dungeon siege 3 mm-hmm. which was again i don't think it was as well received mm-hmm. i will say that dungeon siege 3 was a you and i played it it was a great game cool. to an extent it's so, a little, not, i know what you're gonna say yeah dungeon siege 3 is the maybe the only time i've ever injected a disc out of a console and bounced it off the floor yeah oh, yeah it sounds we great were... guys it sounds, sounds like it's awesome. this is like, like this, fi- this, we wouldn't even find a final boss this is the DL- dlc a dlc boss it was the dlc like boss is one of the most unfair things i've ever seen in gaming i was just like furious i ain't gonna say the words i was saying this is a family-friendly podcast but I was just like, I remember even in kind of in slow motion, I have the memories of me hitting eject on my 360. I put the disc out. I can see Blake across, Blake, Blake going, no. I was trying to save it so he can sell it to, <laughs> to McKay's or something. I took that disc and I slammed that disc in the front. I, said, I don't even care about this crap, you know, this sucks. And that's that was, that was DLC. So we didn't beat the main yeah. game. And it bounced off that game was probably hit up. the wall above the, we had those like those really long blinds and hit, and hit the space in between the, the ceiling and the blinds and bounced off that. And that's actually what shattered it. Yeah. The only game <laughs> now, I don't know. The, I don't know what that says about the game. That's the only game my entire life. And I've been mad at a lot of video games, obviously. I mean, less so these days because I'm older, but I guess, but, uh, only game I've ever ejected from a console and broke only one ever. And I tried to stop. I, I tried to stop it. Cause we it was like, that's money. We could, we could sell that to somebody, some other poor soul. It's going to hold that record for a while. Now that we're in the digital age more and more, <laughs> you're, you're never going to get to break that. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I, I, I don't remember. What I, I know the fight was just insane. I don't know what we were fighting. It was just some crazy. I, remember, I just remember I'm that craziness, and that's 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 the. I knew that. I knew that. I knew I saw Dungeon th- Dungeon Siege three in the notes. I was like, I know. I know what Blake wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Little that I, I had no idea who Obsidian was back then when we played that game. We really did another sequel. So Alpha Protocol being an original IP, mm-hmm. and it's a sequel. Sequel looks like here than another. It's a licensed game, but still. The next thing they did was actually very well received. Yeah by i think all parties involved mm. and they were actually the company that did the uh south park uh the stick of truth game no did you ever play that brian oh yeah i played m- most of the south park games from way back probably i've oh, tried gosh. all of them i think the yeah. only one i actually haven't played is the fractured butthole well this one's this one's mainly this one was famous at the time because multiple things one it's the first game that ever looks like south like actually looks like you're in south park and apparently, if you uh, in their interviews, that's the first time ever. Uh, Matt Stone, Trey Parker. Matt Stone, Trey Parker had to actually draw out a map of South Park. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time South Park had ever been mapped in their entire career of what 20, 25 years of making South Park. They said yeah. it actually it helped. It helped them like further their storytelling because then they're like, oh, well, if these about storytelling. I'm... I mean, it, it helped them because yeah. like, oh, if these things are actually next to one another, we could have them interact more, and, yeah. and it helped them like build the world even yeah more. but it Obviously. is not surprising that obsidian is the one that made them map out <laughs> the south park <laughs> yeah but guys we need a map because we're gonna do a thing we're gonna render this one-to-one and it's gonna be incredibly accurate yeah 
So that's so we're saying you mentioned fractured butthole, so they didn't do. Fra- I know fractured butthole, the gameplay and everything is different. I know, I yeah. know, that I haven't played that one yet, but like so that they didn't do the. I don't even yeah. think it's a sequel. I think fractured butthole is just a completely different game. I think yeah, they weren't involved at all. Game as far it has nothing to do with them. Uh, fractured butthole was put out by Ubisoft. What's the publisher? No, developed by Ubisoft, San Francisco, published by Ubisoft. So it was developed oh, okay. by Ubisoft. Well, the in-house studios then. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pub. Uh, even Stick of Truth was published by Ubisoft. Yeah, hmm. moving on. And so now we get to a couple of things of theirs that I haven't played. Okay, no, I, I we turned on Pillars of Eternity. It's a lot of game. That is a a lot, a lot of game. Yeah, it's. I played epitome. a little bit of the Pillars of Eternity, but I played way more of what you're going to talk about later. Deadfire, uh, Pillars mm-hmm. of Eternity Two. I played a lot of that. Oh, you you played more of the sequel? Yeah. Is it, is it a direct sequel, or is this, or just like another game in the series, or something? I think it's a direct sequel. Direct sequel. I want to say it is. Wonder why you would have played more of the, uh, <laughs> more of the sequel than the original. But I've got one. I've got one answer to that. Uh, Game Pass. That's that's why I played. Well, well they're, they're both on Game Pass now, ain't they? Because they get yeah, but I saw, owns them. I saw Dead Fire first. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. speaking of that, Obsidian, um, they they were officially bought by Xbox in 2018. Mm-hmm. They are a subsidiary of Xbox as of. For, Microsoft first party. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, excellent purchase. I say. Now we're not really raving about a lot of these games, but I am. I am a fan of, of what they do. Yeah. In general, like, you know, and I still I still want to play because I really got to play New Vegas. Talking about them now, I might, I might bump New Vegas up in my thing. My problem with playing long games is I just like I'm in I'm in in middle of a yak yak is a game right now and yak is the games are like fifty plus hours mm-hmm. uh, in general. So I don't know if I can go from a yak is into a Fallout, but. But as we move up the thing, we we'll get to like their other game, which is pretty much their spiritual successor to New Vegas. But we'll get to that in a second. The Pillars of Eternity one and two were both both incredibly well, like award winning, well received, kind of like kind of like Baldur's Gate inspired RPGs, aren't they? Pretty much, they pretty much play like the Baldur's yeah, Gate. I think so. Like the older Baldur's Gate, not like because I think yeah. Baldur's Gate three now plays di- a little differently than the first two. But uh, and they and they didn't obviously they didn't have nothing to do with uh that game Baldur's Gate 3 but uh you go and then a uh, next would be I mean, I'm following your notes here I've vowed I guess what they announced well, last there's year there's a few things in the middle that I wasn't too familiar with that I'll just kind of pop 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 real quick yeah um Skyforge which was just a mass online multiplayer game only or something that's, that like launched and failed and then nobody talked about maybe Possibly. is that recently uh, it says 2015 I mean but the the Nintendo Switch port was 2021, so I mean they're so still I think doing it's still stuff. Being, oh really? Yeah, huh. but I've never. I don't really know. That. They launched that before that, they were purchased by it. Microsoft. That's weird. Yeah, and then they have like a. It's a mobile only, but it's called Pathfinder Adventures. Pathfinder is also a um, D and D thing. D and well, it's not D and D. It's um, no God, what's it? It's a Greenwood. It's it's a subsidiary of D and D of Wizards of the Coast. Wizards it's of the part Coast. of their material, but it's not necessarily D and D. But they did. It was kind of a weird, cool thing here. Was in 2015. They also did a free to play vehicular combat game called Armored Warfare, and it was just kind of PvP and PVE, and it was just a bunch of like things going together head to head, like a twisted metal or something. Sorta, but it had like a bunch of like built in microtransactions for upgrades and stuff like that. Yeah. To the point, like they put it out. I think it's uh, as far as I can tell, it's still going, but they put it out in 2015. And then said, nah, we're tired of this and stopped working on it in 2017. And another company took over because they were tired of dealing with it. Yeah. And they, that was, they seem like, like, given their stuff they've worked on, they want to build 
worlds and build real games, not little mobile garbage nonsense. And I don't think they want to maintain a microtransaction machine. Build build a big world, fill it with stuff, and then leave it alone. Yeah. And then they can't tell the one story the other way. Then they have another mobile. Well, no, this is a window, Windows, Mac, and Linux only, called Tyranny, and it, while not a sequel, Tyranny builds upon the gameplay and engines used in the previous title of uh, Pillars of Eternity. So it's like a spiritual successor hmm. to Pillars of Eternity called Tyranny, but it's PC only. It's weird they wouldn't port it. And then I guess they use that to whatever they learned in that to jump into Pillars Two, uh, Deadfire. So that's what, so it came out between them. Mm-hmm. I've not heard of that game. It's weird that like because pillars the first pillars come out it like it was talked about a bunch and like with like award winning and it's weird they put out a game between it that I've heard nothing about. Yeah, but it was also PC only. So it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. And stuff would have launched on PC. That there are more PC RPGs anyway. Yeah, PC tabletop esque oh, RPGs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're built that way. That's really weird. Have you heard of that second game, Brian? No, that's weird. Okay. And then this was a huge one. This uh, this next game uh, we're going to talk about hit, and a lot of people talked about it. it. Was the next game they put out after they did Pillars Two in 2018 and 2019? They would do the Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that we yeah, I think that was just recently announced sequel. I think that was supposed to be uh, one of the games. I think it left. No, I think it came back, didn't it? It was supposed to be. It's one of the games for our co-op endeavors anyway that we wanted to play, wasn't it? Outer Worlds? No, this is that's what no, I'm talking about. I'm, this this is their New Vegas. They're sort of New Vegas in space, kind of. It's like their Fallout. It's just space. It's Fallout, just outside. I mean, it's not Fallout, but it is oh, Fallout. Yes, and anybody that plays it, you immediately recognize it. You're thinking of Outer Wilds or Outriders? Think of Outriders. Outriders. I'm, yeah. Yeah. The names are so close together. Yeah, I played that. Yeah, I haven't played Outer Outer Worlds yet. I've played I like eight, 15 hours or so, 15, 18 hours of Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it? Put it this way. It's just like Fallout, and it's more like a Fallout 4 to me than it is a Fallout 3. Oh, so really? I, I, I I hit it. I stuck with it for, like I said, 15 to eight, 15 to 20-ish hours, and then I just had no desire to finish the story. Oh, that's sad. Hmm. That's it did not hook me. did not hook me at all. And then after the Outer Worlds, we have Grounded, which we'll get to eventually (laughs) i said before like it's the least to me the least interesting game in their in their history yeah and they have a couple of things after this uh one being called pentiment which i i I think brian has played yeah i played that that's the one that's like uh 2d and cell shaded and goes through with like old script uh illuminated manuscript type stuff it was an interesting idea a 2d perspective yeah it's a, talk, a whole bunch, you just talking. Is it talking and making choices? Yeah, it's not? just it's just talking and making choices. It's a narrative tale, basically. Mm-hmm. And then the, the I'll, la- definitely, I'll definitely play. I'm, I'm sure I'll play it. I'll, I'll, I almost said I'll play it when it leaves Game Pass, but it won't leave Game Pass. The last two is, of course, it's only been announced, but Outer Worlds two, they're they're working on that. That's to be announced. But then later this year, 2024, they don't have an actual date, but it just says supposed to be 2024 is um, avowed supposed to come out sometime this year and i'm not entirely sure what that is either i think it's well, about is their first person supposedly i think it was sort of announced as like a i don't know if they said it but it was like their first person skyrim kind of elder scrolls sized which they're they're experiencing that already anyway they've already made fallout games and stuff like that. so they're already experienced in these larger yeah these big world rpgs but avowed the interesting part of avowed is why i need to go back and play the other games is avowed is set in the world of pillars of eternity so yeah 
It is pretty cool. It's kind of cool to see a perspective shift and maybe a gameplay, obviously a gameplay shift, but basically, you don't really see that in games too, too very often, mm -hmm. a shift. One that I can really think of is as a, as a bad example of maybe Halo and Halo Wars or Halo and Halo Spartan Assault. Maybe those are just games that have had in based on the same world. So have a, had a genre shift like that, but mm -hmm. hmm, uh, pretty I'm looking forward to it because it goes to that first person's perspective and it draws the, that fantasy RPG, but it's going to be an Unreal 5. So that has potential to be a gorgeous game. And with oh, yeah. Obsidian storytelling chops, if they actually, if yeah, if it's something that can hook me, that'll be awesome. Yeah, as I feel, I feel like I need to dig deep into some Pillars of Eternity. So like, cause I, I don't want to like, I worry, I, mean, I don't know if Val won't be like, it won't be like, oh, here's all, here's all the references to stuff you should know from Pillars of Eternity. I don't think they'll do that. I because of, because of the the genre because obviously sometimes the audience for like a like a PC RPG like Pillars and the audience for a Valve first person Elder Scrolls stuff ain't going to be the same audience a lot of the time I feel like a lot of us a lot of people will do it like I'm interested in both yeah but there's there's a divide there on the kind of player yeah some people would look at that, a, that type of game like you and I oh, do and there'll yeah but there'll be ninety percent of the avowed player base that has no idea it was attached to pillars of eternity yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah no there, doubt. unless it mentions it somewhere in the game nobody will know so the other cool thing is sometimes you can like judge a company like how good a company is based off how many games they've had canceled mm -hmm. like i like said they have they've had 17 games i want to say it's out of their hands though. i mean yeah a lot of it is out of their hands but sometimes you're just like ooh, that's a good thing they didn't go I mean, forward sometimes companies like ea cancel stuff that's pure art like anthem oh yeah or Xbox decides to cancel Scalebound, a completely finished game that never came out. <laughs> and I'm very salty about that still. You remember that Agreed. Scalebound? Oh, yeah. I was super excited about Scalebound. Director, I mean, they the used that to sell systems yeah. and then never made good on it. The director still talks about it. He's like, I get tweets all the time. He's like, stop tweeting me. You need to tweet Microsoft or to call Microsoft. Tell them you want the game to come out. Mm. That, it got ripped out of his hands, too, apparently. Who knows? We'll never know, we'll never know what happened to Scalebound. Scalebound. But, so anyway. I'm going to talk about these three canceled ones real quick because that's not bad. Only three canceled games in their in their in the 20 year run. Three canceled games is not bad. Yeah, their first one, which was supposed to be a 360 PlayStation 3 game, which kind of makes sense as to why it got canceled, was supposed to be a prequel to Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, <laughs> and it was what? the origin of the dwarves. No way that gets made. But it got caught in. It says it was uh, in development hell. And eventually, the team moved on to Alpha Protocol. And it was just named Dwarfs. The Dwarves, yeah. No way. They, it was, they, they misspelled it. It's Dwarfs. Instead of Dwarves, the proper spelling, yeah. it's Dwarf with an S. That's not how you spell Dwarves. But that's just... No. That's English. I'm sorry. You, you drop the F and add V-E-S, but regardless. And then also, uh, a couple years later, if they were going to work on a movie... A and movie it, or a game? Well, it, it was a game based on a movie where they was going to use a squad-based combat in base building, and it was going to be uh, Aliens Crucible. And it was going to be like an RTS almost with you against a horde of aliens coming well, to that, work. That could have worked. It just it never came to fruition. Sega killed that one, and that's the one that then led to Alpha Protocol. They, they then sold the idea of that spy RPG to Sega, mm -hmm. and Sega was like, oh, okay, we're that interested sounds, in that hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Then they have a final cancellation thing, which was in 2012. It was planned on being a launch title for the 2013 Xbox One called Stormlands. And it was just a third-person action RPG. And that's all I could find about it. And they just kind of... They, they, 
pulled the plug. Yeah. Mm. That's not half bad though. I mean, I'm kind of glad that dwarves, dwarves never came out. <laughs> that to be like a, imagine like a hardcore gritty origin story to the dwarves. <laughs> And then it would have been canceled within like a decade because it would have been oh, offensive. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but that's kind of it for like we said. We went down. I'll, I didn't expect to go down all their games, but that's because Obsidian is detrimental to like action detrimental? RP. That what did I say? Not detrimental. They're beneficial. They're well. I mean, yeah, they're responsible for like a lot of things. Is detriment a bad thing? No, detriment's a good thing, isn't it? No, detriment's bad. Detriment's bad. Like integral. Bad. You mean integral? integral? Maybe? And okay, maybe. I'm the writer here. Come on, dude. I don't. Um, it's not on the writing's not talking. <laughs> well, he's got you there. <laughs> writing yep, is got, not talking. I got no defense for that. You got, you got writing owned. is not talking. Yeah, <laughs> I can spend weeks crafting the perfect sentence, <laughs> but you can't save one to save your life. <laughs> no, That's but with like seven <laughs> tries, like... he can. <laughs> I, I, I do the best that I can with what I'm given, and I'm not, I don't have a lot. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I said to every girlfriend ever. <laughs> anyway, they're, they're a cool company. Like yes. one of the coolest purchases, probably, for like, and nobody gives by Xbox like any kind of credit. Like these, their games continue to come out. Like Pillars Attorney win awards. Stick, I mean, Stick of Truth won awards. That was Ubisoft back then, but like, Pillars of Tournament win awards. I think Pentiment's actually award-winning. Outer Worlds is award-winning. And nobody's like, kudos Microsoft for buying a cool company. You know, that, that literally just make, they do make cool. I mean, grounded, we're going to talk about grounding. I think grounded won awards and stuff like that. All it their did, stuff yeah. is, all their stuff it is continues award- to. Yeah. All their stuff is award-winning. And it's always so, you put and put two of their games beside each, each other. Like, oh, these are, this is, this is Obsidian style. Like, no, they just make, cool like cool weird stuff whatever they want whatever they kind of whatever they've been given the freedom with microsoft's backing did you put out like grounded and then like a year later like two years later you put out pentiment like you wouldn't have known that was i mean actually when grounded first come out i didn't know grounded was a, was an obsidian, obsidian game because i i knew them for rpgs yeah and ground there's grounded what the hell is this you know and, and without so, xbox i don't without xbox and the early access on game pass i don't think grounded would have had the success that it's had wouldn't have received yeah. as many accolades especially you know yeah for sure so it's a really cool company i mean obviously they are talked about enough to win an award i just don't think it's just like i don't know it's one of the cool microsoft's bought a lot of things people, people all these people talking now like, oh they got activision so they got all that all that stuff i was like yeah but activision kind of puts out the same crap over and over again like you don't get i mean there's not very many companies like obsidian that it's willing to take the risk, degree. willing to take yeah. the chances. I mean, even with Avowed coming out, like you said, they're switching perspectives. They're switching their style on that. They don't mm-hmm. have to. They don't have to do that. No, they can they keep... could easily make a Pillars 3. Yeah. yeah but they're just trying something new to try to maybe, if anything, I think the what Pillars is, which is, like you said, it's that, it's that, uh, it's that tabletop RPG full-blown on like the PC where like everything has, you pick up this, spear in town off the ground and it's like oh it gives you the full history like a freaking like the bestiary or the glossary from lord of the rings about mm-hmm. that spear and you're like oh that's so awesome let's give it to this you know homeless guy but everything but everything has like a story and like a deeply written story it and pillars that one that has like that stone figure that you talk to in town he's like i've been guarding this town well, that was uh that's um what am i thinking of oh god that's i have a still book it's behind me uh, torment has has a new okay, area, but but they're the same type of game. Though. Yeah, that's the same okay. as a PC. Yeah, also a PC RPG. Yeah, okay, so my bad, I got them mixed up. But it's they're similar. They're they're 
fully. It's all about the story. All all the PC RPGs and the Baldur's Gates and stuff like that. Like right now, we like with Baldur the written in a tangent, but Baldur's Gate three right now, mm-hmm. it's the hotness of Baldur's Gate three. People are talking about the gameplay of the story and the characters. Nobody's. I mean, there's combat in that game. But that's not what's important about the Baldur's no. It's the Gate. story and the character the interactions, yeah, especially, exactly. and that's what's going to be more like what pillars of eternity. That's because if I was going to have more oh, in your face combat, pillars of eternity would have both of those are more about the characters and the interact and the world. I think there's a lot of a lot of world building. Now, granted, I haven't played a lot of them, but I think there's a lot of world building. And pillars of eternity. And that's what leads them to have this world ready to drop a vow into this world they've already built. And I mean, that's in the blurb about a vow. It, it, I mean, it tells you like you're this race from this nation that's coming into this nation and you're going to be responding to this plague that's coming on and sure if you haven't played like you were saying you might want to play the games beforehand just to get some background knowledge but i guarantee you somebody has a wiki out there where you can go and you can read all that stuff too if you don't want to but yeah it's it's all of that backstory Mm. now i really want to play pillars of eternity god i i I want to play pillars and i want to play new vegas and i want to play outer worlds when do I find time for each of these hundred hour, each of these hundred hour RPGs? For, okay, <laughs> plan A is to find a sugar mom. That's, that's or win the lottery. Number. You could win the lottery too. Yeah, God, that'd be. Uh, dude, if big, I big, if big I big games, big, big win games. money, I'm not even asking for hundreds of thousands or my, my, hundreds of million. Give me a single million money, one just money, one money, just just one one money of an undetermined amount that I can have right now. <laughs> But yeah, right. it's just too. It's, I don't know how people do it, but well, but those people also make a living off streaming and playing video games. I guess we're chumps and put on clown makeup uh, every day and go to a 40 hour a week job that I don't want to hang myself. Is there any specific? We got to talk about this game at some point. We got to talk, talk about grounded at some point. I um, will very quickly. I, I want to talk about the director and the two writers, mm-hmm. and then we can talk about the game a little bit. And as we talk about them, I'll hit each character when we get to them, and I'll kind of give a brief description. Because the whole game is voice acted, and I, I took a very small snippet of each person's little. I, I, I focus specifically on video game roles for all but one person, and I will get to. I'll save that guy for last, and then I'll talk about the music at the very end too. But our our director of the video game is a gentleman named Adam Brennick, and he's only done two things. He directed Grounded. And he was a lead writer. Well, he wasn't a lead writer. He was a an additional writer on Grounded, but he was also a lead developer on uh, Pillars of Eternity. Lead programmer, you have in the notes? Lead programmer, yeah. What I say, designer, yeah. Lead programmer for Pillars. And that's it. He's kind of like he's been with the company for a while, but he's never he hasn't led projects often. Mm-hmm. And then we have two writers. Well, a lot of people. There's like ten writers. But there are two lead writers. I'm not going to talk about the two. Lots of lots of. There's not so much. So we talk about the writing pedigree of Obsidian, and we're going to talk about the one game that has the least amount of writing in it. Yeah, unfortunately, we're literally talking about the game that has the like, like I said, like Pentiment came out right at, probably after. I think Pentiment came out after Grounded, and Pentiment is all writing. It's all writing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like they put out Grounded and they're like we didn't write a lot for this. We, I want to write something. Then Pentiment comes out where it's literally. But I'm saying in research for the podcast, it has more writing than we give it credit for. And I mean, oh, it's yeah, there. Say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, we might not have noticed at the time, which is okay. also a detriment. <laughs> I mean, that's not our fault. A hundred percent. It is partially, but not completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay. I'm going to tackle the, the two writers. The, I'm going to tackle the, the major one first, which is a gentleman named Michael Chu. And he, his biggest claim to fame recently 
is he has written uh, those really cool intro scenes, the origin stories for the Overwatch characters. And he's, he's responsible for the origin stories of quite a few. They don't really mean anything to me because I've never played Overwatch, but I do know some of their names. Mm-hmm. And they include uh, Soldier 76, Sombra, Doomfist, Orissa, and Ana. And he, he, he like wrote their like their he origin. wrote their or because each one comes I think they have a like a, a little opening cutscene or whatever and then he wrote he wrote their origin stories hmm. for all those characters. Now besides those, he was also additional writer on Diablo three, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Blizzard stuff there. It's weird he's not doesn't work for Blizzard. Mm-mm. And, and uh, Kotor two, he was a writer for Kotor two. Just says right. I didn't say what he wrote, but so that he could have just been like one side quest. Or yeah, something. Well, game is a lot of talking. Though. Yeah, so he wrote that. Now our second guy, this guy, it may be why there's not a lot of writing. His name is Mitch Lloydolt, and this is the only thing he's written. And period, it's the only thing he's had anything writing to. He himself is majority an art is an artist the majority of the time, uh, character design, background design. But his weird, his biggest thing was he created the menus and the interfaces of Stick of Truth. Like all your menus, and mm. anytime you interact with something, he was responsible for creating the, the little, I guess the icon, the interaction icon yeah. that would pop up. That it's was his doing. With a UI look, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as well as um, one cool thing, I don't remember it, unfortunately, but I like the movie a lot, but the movie Super, written by James Gunn, is there's a weird animated sequence called Puny. Which it doesn't ring a bell to me, but he 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 did the sequence for Puny, which I don't know. The only thing I remember that is like the weird tentacles popping his head open and going inside his brain, but I don't think that was him. But he did some other part called Puny. That's weird. So I need to I need maybe rewatch that movie. But that's kind of it for them. And y'all, I've spoken a bunch, <laughs> so I'm gonna let Brian or you kind of jump into like what the story. Is. I'm probably going Brian, to Brian apparently read, read a little more of a synopsis yeah, we'll get, we'll of what Brian go. supposedly going on in the game. Okay, picture this. It's 1990. <laughs> Our four heroes, Pete, Max, Willow, and Hoops, How are the mean? latest four teenagers in a string of disappearances. They wake up in a backyard shrunken down to the size of a bug, and they're trapped in the backyard by the fence. And they don't have any memory of how they got shrunk or how they ended up in the yard. And so then once you wake up, you got to go explore. And it's a survival game. So you have to find food. You have to find water. You have to build shelter unless you turn on baby mode. And then you don't have to do any of those things. Uh, We did build some stuff for fun, but not because we had to. And then you find, uh, what is it, a lab? There's a big explosion at a tree. And you look towards the tree and you see a lab. You go over to this lab. And you find a doctor, Tully. He's the one that invented the thing that shrinks you, which was called the spacer. I, it's, I don't know what it stands for. I don't know. If... <laughs> is, it, is it an acronym? It's an A. Yeah, it's S P A C dot R. Yeah, and I think like Burgle, the robot, his robotic assistant. I think he's also an acronym as well, but I don't know what Burgle means either. But you find the lab. You find notes that kind of start drip feeding you the story as you go. You find Burgle, which was the assistant of Dr. Tully. And so he has unfortunately also lost his memory, which is a little convenient if you ask me. And so then as we travel around, one of the things that you're trying to gather are Burgle's memory chips. And they're like, they're like cassette tapes, weren't they? Or were they VHS yeah, tapes? Disc, I think. Weren't they floppy disks? Were they floppy disks? Yeah, there you go. Disks. Floppy disks. Burgle disks. Like, yeah, like a three and a half floppy. And so you have Shut to travel up. around to find those. 
you find those, you take them back to a burgle, then he remembers some of the story and works you through as you go. Yep. Yep. That everybody everybody follow that? That happened. That happened. And the company that shrunk you was called Ominent. I never knew that while we were playing the game, I don't think, but I found that when I was reading what happened in the story. As well as the fact that there are two possible endings. I had no idea that was a thing until I, I was looking. Either. I don't even remember the ending that we got. So I, I, I know we beat it, I think. Right? I think we did. I remember yeah. fighting some crazy weird hybrid thing at the end. There was like a giant ant robot. Yeah, that, because that was the mind controlled. So once you discover, what was it? The Because Dr. Schmechter is the doctor that works for Eminent or Ominent. Schmechter. Okay. I didn't even know her. He's the bad guy, <laughs> as you would say. And he took over because it's a typical story. And the only reason that I probably like this game a little bit more than you guys was just because it tied me into my Honey, I Shrunk the Kid vibes from when I was little. Which and I love. The entire, yeah, the nostalgia that got the me. the entire reason it. this game is popular. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that is. It hit I it a would good have time. just rather have watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> I, I'm agreed. I, instead of playing this game, I would have just watched There's the not trailer. more references to the movies in the game. Yeah, it's crazy. There's just really there's. I, I didn't I mean. It's been years since I've seen the movies, but I still like. You think you'd be kind of wondering around me, like there'd be like something like directly from those movies. You would think. Yeah. I don't know what exactly I'm thinking of, but like if you think there'd be something to be like, hey, that's they should have found an oatmeal cream pie. Was it an oatmeal cream pie or an it's Oreo? An oatmeal cream pie. Yeah, yeah, so they could eat the big chunks of cream out of it. Come on. Yeah. How do you not do that? And they put that on, on front of the ant. That's how they rolled the ant. Because you can't write Yeah, ants. right. You held it over its head. You can't write it. You can't tame ants. No. You tame anything? I don't think you could. Can you, uh, can you one of the new updates? I think you might be able to. Might be in one of the new updates. Maybe. But we stopped playing before some of the, we did stop playing. Some of the stuff. Well, we did go back, though. We did our due yeah. diligence. We we'll, went we'll, back just last week yeah. and checked out some of the user-created levels. We'll talk about that after we talk about what the, I guess, we should talk about what it what is involved with playing the actual the actual game. We should say it's a uh, cartoon-stylized graphics first-person. It doesn't... We, first we, we did find out that you later... Yeah, well, at some point, we found out while we were playing that you could change the third person. Yeah, you can do first and third. I don't know which way is better. I think it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, what part like you're doing? I think I'm... if I'm building, like if we're building first person all the way, but if you're actually exploring and doing combat, I think third person is the way to go because mm-hmm. you get to see more and especially you can, if like... you're jumping around and trying to land on things, I think third person is the way to go for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we did. All you're really doing is kind of one, kind of I won't say aimlessly wondering. You're kind of pointed in a, in a loose direction by some of the uh, quote unquote story objectives. We did build a. Like a central base. Like a central base, like in and the zip beginning. lines. Yeah. And then eventually zip zip lines took a little while, but they're and they're not as good, obviously, as the Death Stranding zip lines. How could they be though? I we did know. build a little centralized base, which apparently I'm the guy for that, because like a lot of the time was like me back at a base building stuff and you and Blake were just out exploring. Like, I'm gonna go I eat. think I might have built the entire base. I think you did. Close <laughs> to it. We we brought grass planks. That was our contribution. We bought you we brought, brought you, you stuff supplies. Back. It's like, hey, what can you do with this? And you're like, okay, oh, you're like, oh, cool, I can build this, I can build that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I sp- I probably spent most of my time at that base, just like building it and moving things, and that was just that was just my thing that I want. I think it's some of it led back, and I enjoyed it more in another game, but I think some of that was kind of back to me building stuff in uh, No Man's Sky because I spent a lot more time building stuff in No Man's Sky than I spent flying around in the galaxy. I don't yeah. know what that was about. It happens. 
I, guess, I guess the pretty cool bases that are may still be alive in No Man's Sky. They tend to, if you don't visit a place, that game tends to erase your stuff and just overgrow <laughs> it. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I, yeah, man, majority of my time because anytime I ended up leaving the base to go do something, I would immediately get murdered by something. That was to me, that was just exa- exhausting. So, and we, we will. We didn't immediately start on the Super Baby Easy Mode. We actually tried no. like on some survival and eating and all that stuff, and it did become annoying. So we like kept turning it mm. down, turning it down, and we also turned down or sped up nighttime. Yeah, yeah, because it's in all games, survival games, it's daytime for like two minutes, and then it's nighttime for the the rest of the time you're playing. Yeah. Twenty three hours and fifty eight minutes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do math. Yeah. Um. So this is a survival game. I'll say. Right, right off the bat, not I hate, I hate survival. I games. have a Blake great disdain a, for survival games. Uh, what are your thoughts, Brian, on survival? Because it's a really surprisingly really popular genre. There's so many survival games out there. Let me go back to my 400 plus hours in Ark and 150 plus hours in Rust. And oh yeah, so yeah, I'm that guy, and I was totally fine grinding supplies and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. honestly, this world though, this world didn't make me want to do so. I, Is that I don't know if that was just because I thought I thought it was going to be more interesting. Like if we're going to switch over to that topic, like it's just not, it is not very to, to be shrunk in, in a backyard somewhere. It's just not very interesting. It kind of was early on like, Oh cool. We, these ants are like when we get tag teamed and finally killed like a baby spider. Yeah. Maybe we got spider. to like com- take the stuff back to the camp and have it analyzed. They're like, Oh, we can make, uh, ant armor or we can make spider webbing to make nets like it was cool or and then we're like i'm tired of this and the fact that anytime i walk out i die yeah, yeah. Well, to me was- the lack of uh, in a good survival game to me obviously my opinion uh, mm-hmm. you have to have better and better weapons and better and better armor and it seemed like in this game even before we turned on easy mode armor didn't make that big of a difference and the weapons never really advanced to a level where i felt like i was hidden like I never got that good visceral weird. hit on something, which is weird for a, a company with so much RPG pedigree. Yeah. But you got to think a lot of the weapons were either they were just like what level one through three, yeah. and really it was not for combat. It, it was, was like, for... ooh, my hammer can break candies. Ooh, this hammer yeah. can break rocks. Or this well, they, had, they had weapon. They had their swords and spears and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I ended up using the spears most of the time, and it was a pretty good spear um, for the range. Yeah, some of the some of the bows were pretty. Bows or crossbows were pretty good for killing bees. Mm-hmm. But the spear, kind of for me, there's daggers. So there's lots of different things, but you can use your tools for as as weapons as well. But, and, um, yeah, I'm spent most of my. You time. Never like it's bright bronze. You never really got something that just felt like you're like you never like got like a big thing and like really just whopped an ant and felt good about it. It just yeah no, it's not that kind of game. It doesn't seem like I'm not sure what they're. The whole point what is they're going like, for going for with that kind of that the way the combat is and the way that survival is because there was no like I mean you could take the survival out of this game and be basically the same the same game. I think it would be much better as an adventure game personally. I think if you drop the survival aspects out of it completely, of course that's going to limit the time that is spent. But the story when I read through it was interesting enough as like a introductory. It's like a kid's first RPG. Or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, maybe, maybe that's our main problem is we might not have been quite the target market because it was, you know, it was dumbed down a little bit for you your younger gamer. It, it, honey, I shrunk the kids, people. Yeah. yeah. That, that's our age. That's our age range. Yeah. That, yeah. You missed, you missed that, that boat, right? Yeah. yeah. Which one are you going to choose? You're going to choose the nostalgia kids or are you going to choose uh, new and upcoming gamers now? 
they're all about like building stuff like Fortnite and Minecraft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I got a, a little bit of a, a little bit of folks from the Minecraft audience. I, I I don't think I'm not a big Minecraft. Me and Blake put our fair time in Minecraft. I don't think this is as interesting as as exploring and building in Minecraft. No, no, God no. You know, and I, you know, I have I don't know, maybe a a hundred total grand total hours in Minecraft, which Give is, or take which is compa- not compared to anybody's million hours I have. Or my my kid probably has a thousand hours in Minecraft this this yeah. week. Who knows? But uh, I just found it more, and it's weird because it's this game looks like completely different, but it's kind of like digging, and maybe some of that was what like you couldn't alter the environment. Which I was surprised we couldn't do when we first started playing. Not really. Yeah, you no, couldn't you even. Really could couldn't. you even flatten land out? Then you have to build platforms. You have to build platforms on top of it. You couldn't. Yeah. I don't know if they've changed that any, at all recently, but like the map we're on is like the, and that's the difference too, I guess, because it's a static. To, it's a it's a static map, and now but now they got the user created stuff, so I guess it's a little different. But like, I was like when we first started, when I was going to set, set up that set up our base, I was like surprised that I couldn't like move the like form the land and move the dirt and level it out and make something that I wanted to do. Unless there's some method to doing that that we were never smart enough to figure I don't out. I think but there is because you couldn't just randomly dig with the shovel. You had to dig in specific spots. And I'm sure you had to build them. a foundation or something and level that out and then go from there. But yeah. Um, and that's the thing, the payoff of the the story, the little drops of narrative that they give you, mm-hmm. it wasn't enough to spur us on to continue the grind. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing we were doing was moving to the next marker on the map. Yeah, it was because it was a marker on a map, not because we wanted to know what what was about to happen in the story. With your story readings, was there any well thing involving your your four main characters? Because the game lets you pick a character like it matters. But it no, not really. I mean, I think it's just I think those are just options to help you identify which whichever one is closest to you in real life. I think is pretty much the only thing. It did explain that the reason that they were experimenting on kids. Uh, is because adults that went through the shrinking process began to become raisined as as they stayed shrunk and they would shrivel up and die, which is what had happened to the doctor. You know, we found the doctor and he was in that tank and he was all shrivelly. So that's the reason that they were abducting kids and then shrinking them because they were immune to raisining and they were trying to figure it out. So the whole their time they're still kind of like elastic and growing. Right. The whole time, whether we knew it or not, the the goal of us was trying to get re-embiggened and then to also unshrivel the doctor and return him to his family. So, well, I did not know that. Did not know that. I kind of remember the raisining and the embiggening terms. Well, I mean, anytime you're, I mean, you got to figure anytime for your, any video game, if you're shrunk, the goal is to get big again. I would yeah. think it's yeah. going to be the goal. Oh, uh, so you, you mentioned a couple of the names of these characters and the game is all voice acted. Mm-hmm. And from what I remember, I think it's pretty good voice acting. I mean, there's voice acting. It, voice it's acting. not bad. By Nobody's any no, really it was okay. I don't know there's any, any standout performances. Now you're at this podcast. Of course we babble on and on and on about voice acting and usually the lack thereof in modern gaming, which is mind boggling. Sometimes we've seen, to the point there's no excuse we've seen like low budget games with one developer and they still managed to like hire three voice actors to voice their game and you tell me and then, and then there's yeah. Yeah, it's it's a moot point because this is a big company with obviously hired voice actors but uh yeah and and, and they got big names yeah i see it in the notes yeah uh, first and foremost the the doctor dr wendell tully the man who invented the spacer the shrink ray 
is voiced by uh, the one and only Zachary Levi. I'm not that big of a Zachary Levi fan. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I know nerds like him, I guess, for... Uh... <laughs> you liked him in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's Dr. Ben. Like, he's in like four episodes. But yeah, he's in like a whole second season. He's yeah, in, but he was... He's, he's in and out of it. Yeah. And he was Shazam, so man. Yeah. Shazam. And before he was Shazam, he was Chuck. Man, Chuck. I feel Which like me and... better. Me and Blake missed the boat on Chuck completely. We only watched it because... Every, every week, we watched the last two minutes of Chuck right before the new episode of Heroes came out. Yeah. <laughs> and it was always him longingly looking at, uh, what's her name, Yvette Stolen, whatever. Her every episode was the, the all the the, 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 the the crews gathered around and somebody says something and everybody goes, mwah, 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 mwah. and we're like, okay, this is how every episode ends on somebody says a line, there's a joke. <laughs> I know it's a formula for a TV show, but it's like, it's like the end of every episode and then here will start. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't have anything against Zachary Levi. I've seen him do some real funny stuff. He's the, he's... A pretty good actor, I don't mind him. Yeah, he's fine. He's just I don't know. I do th- I do like him on like podcasts and like stuff like that. He is. He, really... he played a voice in this game. I had no idea it was him. Yeah, well, it's also the character that talks the least. Yeah, is he, is he the raisin guy? Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the yeah. doctor. He's raisin. Now, the doctor's robot, which is called Burgle, he is kind of big. I guess I'm gonna save the biggest guy for last, but he's kind of big. His name is Josh Brenner. And two of his biggest things was in that sh- that really popular show, um, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. He plays the, one of the main characters' best friends, who ends up leaving, leaving and accidentally joining with like the bad people. And he gets into a position where they find out that he's friends with him, and they keep promoting him to tr- so that as like to make his friend jealous and give him like he accidentally keeps getting all these like promotions. He plays a character, um, Nelson Baghetti, but all of his friends just call him Big Head. Big Head. And I, I, do you remember that at all? I remember him. I don't remember. I can't remember. I picture his face, but I remember him going to the. We watched like two seasons. Two of seasons. Of Valley. He just kept. I remember him going to the other, to this other team. Like the right? Google, basically. Maybe, yeah. He just keeps getting promoted and promoted. But he, but, but he doesn't actually know anything. I mean, they they keep promoting because they think he knows. They something. think he knows stuff, and yeah. they're trying to get him on their side. Picture his face. I, I don't have to Google, but I do remember those bit of those scenes. We got to go back to that show. Yeah. But another cool thing is for sixty three episodes and a movie. He was um, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon, and he was the voice of Donatello. That's gotta be cool. It's gotta be cool to be a Ninja Turtle. Oh yeah, I think that's really cool. And then our next one, uh, that, that that was the Doctor Assistant Burgle. Then I'm getting I'm getting to the kids now, uh, which were Max, Willow, Pete, and Hoops. So Max is voiced by Luke Youngblood, and some of it, I, I just tried to do what I what I knew. So one of his bigger things is the oddly enough the Netflix original TV show Fast and the Furious Spy Racers, where he was the main character Frosty Benson for fifty two episodes and a movie. It's weird awesome. that like that exists. There's like big budget like high caliber TV shows that get canceled all the time, and Fast and the Furious Spy Racers ran fifty two episodes and a movie and a movie and a movie. <laughs> Hey man, it appeals to them kids. Anything. Maybe it's them good kids. too. Who I don't know. But I'm gonna call. Like, it, say no. Some things. So like 52. They made 52 episodes of this. Mm-hmm. But probably my favorite thing of his, uh, I found out like accidentally as I was scrolling, just kept scrolling and scrolling. But anyone who's a fan of the show, Community, the character, uh, uh Magnitude, 
He's the one who always went pop, 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 pop. <laughs> and he appeared in like throughout the whole show, but it was like 20, 15 or 20 episodes Just randomly. throughout the, but he was uh, like, the, like the, the class rapper. And he, he always, his, his tagline was the word pop, pop. And there was even a whole episode dedicated to the origin of the pop, pop of like two balloons popping and everyone laughing and, and it was just silly, but he played that character, and I thought that was really cool. That's cool. Yeah, I love Community. Community is fantastic. And now we have um, Willow, and she is voiced by, I'm going to butcher this name, and I do apologize, Ozioma Akage. And she plays Willow. And her two big video game credits, one is more popular recently in uh, Deathloop, mm-hmm. the video game Deathloop, where she plays a character named uh, Juliana Blake. Yeah, I'd say that's big, but her next credit here you wrote down has got to be bigger. The next credit is much bigger. Was in Half-Life Alex. Yeah. She plays the titular character, Alex yeah. Vance. There's a difference in playing Deathloop, which is, I give it, it's a popular, it's a well-received game. But when you land a lead role in a Half-Life game, yeah, that's going to be your star credit. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wanted to save that for a second. Yeah. Like, drum roll. <laughs> I haven't played Half Life Alex because you need a, you need like the best headset on the market to play Half Life Alex. I think. So there's a. I'm going to skip this person because they're the ones that was they had the most work, and I kept finding stuff as I was scrolling through their their page. Like he had like over two hundred and something things. That's so a bunch of stuff we know. Yeah. yeah. So before him, I'm a hand handle hoops, played by Charlotte Takahashi. And her big thing is oddly enough another Overwatch thing, is she's the voice of Diva. Mm-hmm. Is Hoops was yeah. the there's some other things I didn't really recognize, but Diva seemed definitely worth talking yeah. about. Getting an Overwatch paycheck can't hurt. No. Now this final guy here, Max Middleman, oddly enough did not voice a character named Max. He voiced a character named Pete, <laughs> who looked exactly like Brian. <laughs> lanky glasses yes lanky. i have always not, been described not, as lanky, lanky. But... you were lanky <laughs> i'm sure you were being like, maybe, maybe, before maybe, the fifth grade <laughs> before before we were born i'm sure you were lanky yeah, your whole family is, is tall yeah oh, yeah all y'all none of it over here i'm short but all y'all all, are tall all y'all tall you know you are <laughs> all y'all tall but so this guy max middleman voices the character pete and he has a bunch of stuff in his repertoire. You might even recognize some of it, Brian. I'm hoping because a lot of it's anime. So he's he's a legitimate voice actor with like over 270 things. You say that like Brian's an anime connoisseur. He watches anime. Yeah, I've heard of a lot of animes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I haven't watched as much as I've heard of. I wish yeah. I had watched more. But yeah. you, you've probably seen one or two of these I might mention. Probably one of the bigger ones right off the bat is he is the voice, the English voice. Let me clarify. He's the English voice for all these characters I'm going to see. But he's the English voice of Saitama from One Punch Man. I don't know who that is. He's the main character. That's the main character. He's the main character of One Punch and Man. And I have watched that. So. Oh, yeah, we haven't seen it, but we know it's a big anime. It's popular as hell. Um, I haven't watched every episode, but I have watched them. And for there's a character, Ryuji Sakamoto from the Persona 5 series. That's uh, Skull. And all of them, Persona 5, Persona 5 Strikers, and that Persona 5 Tactica. Mm-hmm. He just keeps surprising the role, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And then in another anime that was, I think it was a Netflix original anime called Seven Deadly Sins, he was one of the main characters, King. I, I would have never known that Ryuji and King were the same voice actor. Mm-hmm. And which even cooler than that is for, again, this is a video game voice, but he is in both Final Fantasy Remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. He's the voice of Red 13. That's a, that's a completely different voice. 
man, I love voice actors sometimes. Yeah. Like talented voice actors. He's yeah, the that's voice a lot of talent right there. That's a completely like I, 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 from from Ryuji to King to Red Thirteen. I, you could have never told me it was the same if I would never if I'd tell me his freaking credits. Yeah, and I bet people who are pop who would know One Punch Man. I don't know One Punch. I don't know what he sounds like. One Punch Man. I bet it sounds like nothing like these guys. Probably not. That dude. And then this dude needs some more. He, like, he had a lot of work. There's like well, he's got a lot, a ton of work and a ton of good work too. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all I mean lead lead. He's the lead in One Punch Man. Ryuji's a main character. King's King. He's he's he's, he's one, one of the, one of the seven deadly sins. He's one of the, yeah. one of the lead. Red Thirteen's the lead. I mean, he so this dude's like landing big stuff, but he just dudes. I've never heard of this guy. It's he's weird doing his own doing his own thing. I mean, he's kind of niche though. He he's a big deal in his in his line. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I'm a get to i'm gonna do two more and then i'm gonna get to a, a, a kind of like the big one not the big one but it's one that we've actually spoken about on the podcast before but there's a really huge anime movie a couple years ago called a silent voice and it won all sorts of awards because it wasn't all like ooh anime with big hair and fan service it was a legitimately good story do you ever heard hear of it brian nah, that's not ringing a bell a silent voice is basically it's about a kid who he, when he's like in fifth grade, picks on like the deaf girl in school. And everyone's like, haha, you're so funny, dude. You're picking on the deaf girl. And one day he like rips out her, her hearing aid, but it's like, like attached, like to her. And like he rips it out and she starts like bleeding. Oh, and then the geez. whole, like the entire school turns against him. He has to like pay for it, the replacement. His parents like hate him because of the amount of money they cost him being a prankster. And then he spends the next 10 years being depressed and almost kills himself and then she turns around and like thanks him for something and like brightens his light and it's a really beautiful beautiful story it's a great great movie does does he play the douchebag kid he plays the douchebag kid yeah satoshi (laughs) hey lead role again yeah lead role (laughs) and then it's not for naruto but it's for boruto he is for 85 episodes he is the voice of konohamaru i had no idea who it is Konohamaru is the son of the third grand great grandson of the third Hokage. Sure, not a lot of show you've never seen. Well, I've watched <laughs> I watched Naruto. Yeah, but not Baruto, Baruto. He's the same character. It's his story's just going on. Okay. He's yeah, he's the honorable grandson of the third Hokage. And he ends up being the student so, yeah, to that, Naruto okay? and all of his like sexy yeah. jutsus and stuff. I tried to watch Naruto with Blake and I got Episode 100, I was like, I'm done with this. I don't know if you made it to 100, but yeah. <laughs> but one other, the final cool thing is we've actually spoken about him on the podcast, and we noted this character being so fun and wild. We On episode 27, we talked about a game called um, Dragon Resonance Refrain, hmm. and he plays a character named Agnum Bulletheart. It's the loud guy. The loud guy with the guitar who turns, the yeah. axe that turns into an axe. Yeah. yeah, He was our favorite character. Yeah, he was really good. Again, did not know it was he would have been all these same people. What and, a range! Yes, what an incredible range he has. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of I mean, there, there's plenty more. Yeah, people, but those, people the, like with this kind of range, people like him probably have a hundred, two hundred, three hundred credits. Probably. It was two hundred and seventy. Yeah, that's what and stuff yeah. upcoming. God, crazy, very cool. I would love to be a voice actor. I really would. I think it, you have you have, you have half his range. No, but there are people who do voice work that use the same voice for everything and still manage to make. Oh, that's true. Yeah, if you you know seventy shows. Yeah, he's yeah. done twenty seven different things since grounded in twenty twenty. <laughs> this man is busy, right? <laughs> it's 
crazy. Grounded's the least of his credits. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, yeah, Grounded happened, guys. Yeah. Mm. We got to say some more stuff about this board game we in this podcast. I mean, it's it combines a lot I of knew, the stuff that I've got on this podcast. I go anything on this podcast, but I've got everything around this game is more interesting than this game. Okay. So, and we've had this before on different other podcasts. Where everything so for around me, this game is more interesting. For me, first and foremost, I have a great disdain for the survival genre. I don't like it. I struggle enough in real life for sleep and food and shelter. <laughs> I don't need it in my video games. <laughs> Two, I hate crafting in video games. Yeah, I forgot about that. I Blake can't. Blake I, I, crafting spice. annoys the heck out of me. How I did we crafting. ever decide to play this? It was, we, we, it, we, it, we, asked, we asked the other day. Blake said it was, it was either it me or you. That, it was that not said, me. That we should play grounded. I don't like crafting. I guess I'll take the fall since you had to take the fall for that one shooting game we had we had to play oh hunter i, I mean hunter. yeah that one was 100 percent me i'll take the fall for grounded i guess that's fine because i don't, I don't like hunt. survival don't like crafting and i i semi like base building but not like this like if i'm playing like an rpg and i get to build up a castle or a town i think that's much cooler because then you have like characters coming in and they're yeah, doing for sure but if i'm just building something i'm like let me just build something you didn't. You didn't. You didn't contribute nothing to our base. I supplies. I contributed supplies. supplies. Yeah. Okay. And so you did what you did without me, as a gatherer. You wouldn't have been able to do anything besides die because you wouldn't have materials to make your shelter. So gatherers do work too. Yeah. Hey, there's a positive thing I just thought of randomly and in the flow here. The way you could put down blueprints and then other people could come up. So like, that was kind of cool. Would, yeah, you would cool. put down. I want walls here. And then we could just walk up with the supplies and build yeah, it. Like that a, was pretty nice. It's like a hard light construct almost. It was just like the blue hologram of it. You just walk right. up and you just keep adding to it. That was pretty cool. I do yeah. know that we almost quit the game near the very end when we had to defend those three stupid. Oh, that was terrible. Pillar. Remember that? Yeah. The, the batteries, was it? They were like batteries charging yeah, up the, batteries. the thing. It was like literally at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah that was close to me because it was the mind control bugs that were coming after us, and that's what happens on your lead up to the final fight or whatever. Because mm-hmm. like it was going to open up whatever thing charged up, it was going to open up a door that led to the final area where we fought that giant bug and stuff like that. But we almost gave up there. Like we literally gave it. We like we're going to turn this on one more time, and if we can't beat this, we're giving up. And then we beat yeah, it. We changed and... our game plan or something. Yeah, I think we yeah. We we did something. We we like built 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 and had like we everyone made sure we had like enough like level three weapons on everybody and crap like that. And we had to like play the game differently. Yeah, suck. And yeah, so regardless, Which, uh, I I remember nothing dis- about this game. I really enjoyed distinctly. It was because the the most difficult part of that was it ramped up the difficulty out of nowhere. It went from we're just running around randomly killing a couple bugs, and then all of a sudden this one defend mission thousands of bugs are coming after us and all of a sudden we're expected to just handle this entire mob yeah. it was like a weird uh, i don't know it wasn't like yeah i remember, I remember when, it, when it first happened we're just like yeah like is this is this really what's happening and that was like when you're when, when it's all when the hundred things falling apart and like we're because we each picked like a thing to defend we were struggling to defend all of us were struggling to each our given thing we're like this might we, we might not and we all like we might not beat this game which is fine but we, we decided yeah, to turn we, we were ready to give up yeah but we, yeah. lo and behold, that, suffered through. Yeah, but we did. You know, I'm trying to think of, <laughs> trying to think of the high. I mean, there's a cool moment. There is like going in the koi pond, and the first time you see the the fish in there, the giant is, gold koi or the giant koi fish, like that yeah. was pretty cool. And then seeing the big spiders, which are more, 
annoying because they're usually in the way of somewhere it's something you're trying to do. Because you have the orb weaver spiders and then you have the wolf spiders. Like the, the first time coming across creepy. one of them in the dark is truly terrifying. But then you're just like, oh. Does anybody know what the spider talk? There's like a too scared of spiders toggle. Do yeah, we, it's got an arachnophobia toggle. Did we uh did, did anybody did we test that? Did anybody know what it does? No, we didn't test it. I forget what it it turns them into something else. Okay. I, I don't I don't have like a I don't have anything beyond the normal human fear of spiders, so I was kind of okay fighting giant spiders. But they yeah, were was... the, generally the first time you come across like a wolf spider in the dark, because they only come out at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Like with the glowing red eyes, like under like a tree, like they're genuinely terrifying. And same thing with like orb weavers, mm-hmm. mosquitoes not so much. Bees were just annoying. That that some of the what do you call it, the underwater spiders were creepy. Yeah, they were the diving whatever they were. Mm-hmm. And then diving you come across the ant lions in that sandbox. Those were pretty terrifying mean. in and of yeah. themselves. The sandbox have this. The game of the sandbox had the. The heat. The sand was so hot. The it scorching. Hurt you. Yeah, the scorching you could sand. only move in the shade because the heat won't yeah. move around in the nighttime free. It's kind of. Or wear that special armor. Yeah, it was kind of neat. It was kind of like every time you saw something for the first time, like it was. It was. It was neat. It was fun. But the novelty wore off so fast. And you're like, oh god, I have to do this fifteen hundred more times. Yeah. Well, so it was, so it's like you're like, oh, everything goes from like, oh, cool, and then it goes, oh. The next again, the next, again. Here's this again, which, yeah. which, which I guess that could be said about a lot of video games. But but there's a lot of running around and running back and forth, kind of doing the same thing in this particular. They think they want you to build multiple bases. We had the one. Yeah, they 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 want you to build multiple bases, have zip lines to all the bases, so you can go back. And we're just like, let's just turn on God mode and just go through, because. I, we were all kind of tired of playing. It was like the fifth time that we had a complete party wipe and woke up back at that one base that we were just like, you know what? This isn't working. We're, we're now, just Occasionally, uh, we would turn off God mode and die so we could fast travel back to the base. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I do know well, it's got that it's got that it's got that give up option in the menu <laughs> where you can just pause and give up. Um, okay, we've talked about a lot of bad. I get it. The game, mostly me. I'm a it's big like, naysayer. It's, it's yeah. It's uh. This game is very popular. Yes. They used. They were at a time like happily showing their like their record concurrent player. What concurrent? Was that the right word? Concurrent, concurrent. concurrent. concurrent players. They had really high for. Especially, we're not talking like nobody. People got to stop comparing games to like Call of Duty numbers. But for what Grounded had at, at concurrent concurrent players. Concurrent when it, at certain times when they do a big update and probably even now with user created stuff, like it was just like they would, they would happily be tweeting and showing their new record numbers for how many players were playing around it at the same time with really high, really impressive numbers. So we're obviously the outliers when it comes to grounded. Yep. Okay. And there's no way to say what I'm about to say without coming off a little bit. I don't know, sounding condescending, I suppose. But I'm just going to say it, and I'll take whatever slings and arrows can come my way because I'm a nobody. I feel like this is a game for casual gamers, if that makes sense. Like, this is a oh, – it's kind of like – It's not hardcore survival. No, it's kind of like what Fortnite provides. It's a place to come together with your friends and hang out. I think that's what this game provides, more so than like – because we're coming to it for an experience, and we want to experience something new and different and, you know, survive something, basically. And then this, I feel like it's like, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? Let's just, let's get in here and we'll kill some insects and we'll build maybe a couple bases. What do you think? And I think that's why it gets those large concurrent player numbers. And especially 
I don't know when those numbers and records were set, but if it happened after the the user created content came out, I can see that for sure. And this is an excellent game, as most survival games are, for a streamer to play. And then you let your audience dictate what you're doing, where you're going, and then you find out stuff to get. Like it's an excellent game for that kind of thing for sure. Well, also we don't we don't really talk about it all that much. We try our best, honestly, to avoid talking about it, especially when it was big. But you look at the years that this was with early access and then the full release, it was dead in the middle of a, uh, you know, COVID. The COVID. Yeah. The thing. The thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can I can get that helping for the being just people people would be like the be outside game, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, which actually I didn't see a lot of posts and stuff about that. Like the, the the whole thing was Animal Crossing at the time. Yeah, but I mean it it falls into it like it's in it's the perfect window during that. It yeah. definitely could have mm-hmm. been. See that? Because you said they used to post about how the concurrent players and yeah, because well, well, what Brian said he don't know when when those posts were. The user created content stuff is like within the past couple of weeks, I think. Honestly, yeah, that's recent. They yeah. weren't posting numbers for that. This is mm-hmm. like a, maybe a, before we even before we played, it was like they were they had it was like two, three, four million or something like that. Like it was really high concurrent players for any I mean, any 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 developer besides a Call of Duty would be like super proud oh, of that. Like yeah, anybody totally would. Goes. I mean, it was like that. That's crazy. Have that many players online at the same time. There's somebody recently posting their. uh concurrent players i don't remember who it was but somebody else was doing really well too surprise i don't know if they were surprised but they had so many people on at the same time and it's just like you just don't see it because people just people are like i mean we're not we're not better like fickle with fickle with stuff like that you know they jump in jump out and you know never never touch it again but to have that so millions currently millions of people playing your game at the same time that's like every impressive impressive feat whether we like it well like the game or not they've done something right i wonder i wonder if that happened at full release i wonder if that it was around the end of september been. 2022 because it built awesome. a lot of goodwill and it built a lot of uh a lot of buzz mm-hmm. in early access you know and they didn't abandon it and i think that's one of the awards it won this year like game awards or something was a uh, best ongoing support i think it won sure, that you, one you sure that wasn't that, that didn't go to uh no man's sky <laughs> <laughs> It might have. Did it go up on this guy? Uh, well, Sean Murray, because you know they came out. Well, that's a totally different thing. Anyway, he came out and <laughs> revealed that light with or fire with light or light oh, yeah. with no fire. Fantasy with... game, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, that's going to that's going to be on the that's going to be we're going to stream it, that. It'll and be it's going to be on endeavors. It's going to be a co-op endeavors guaranteed. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised we haven't done a co-op well because. I think by the time we started playing with you, me and Blake have played it. Now I really like No Man's Sky a lot more than a lot more than Blake does. Blake grudgingly played many hours of No Man's Sky with me. Actually, he played about there's much No Man's Sky. What a tangent for a second. Maybe No Man's Sky. I clocked in lots of time. Like Two hundred hours. There'd had be Blake clocked in maybe a quarter, co- less than a quarter of that. Blake in would close get bored. Blake would get bored and leave, and I would keep doing what I was doing in No Man's Sky. I don't think No Man's Sky is a very good co-op game. It's yeah, weirdly the... built kind of like in a world where you think it would be. So I kind of I kind of worry. I hope the new fantasy game, whatever you call it, a light something, is a better co-op. Because like there was it's so easy in No Man's Sky to wander off and do your own thing. Yeah, like to go to a whole other planet or well, to do... go to a whole yeah. freaking galaxy. So yeah. I hope this new thing that's like I don't know. We're get we're branching off because we're tired of talking about Grounded. The only thing we haven't talked about is I think y'all need to talk about it because y'all tend to y'all liked it a little more than I did. I still okay. enjoyed it, but we liked one level. 
but we could talk about the user created it. content. Yeah, most Just most recently, I think in the past couple of weeks of the recording of this podcast, it has to be. It's only been a couple of weeks, right? When they when they launched the, uh, I think so. Playgrounds. It's got to be four weeks or less. Yeah, content. it's it's a month or less. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we're uh, four weeks a month. Ooh. Maybe out of three of us, I was. I know the word. I don't know how you were feeling about. It. I was. I was like, this is where a game some games can shine like i always my, i talked about when we were when we were streaming it that i talked about like little big planet the coolest part of little big planet sometimes was going online and seeing the insanity that people did and seeing stuff that you didn't know you could do in that game is what i is what i is what i expect the internet to provide in user created content well that's the whole purpose of like mario maker mario maker yeah. too it's the, yeah the that just and yeah it's, that's, in, that's it's, in, it's in a lot of other games too like other games like halo like forge and it's like you've seen that if you've seen that i mean Everybody's seen the insane stuff people have built in Forge and Halo, like things that just can't. Ex- well, no, we we built like I built a maze. Come on, anybody built a damn maze? We had fun. People have built like like whole like like here's this from a movie that you recognize. It looks like the thing from the movie. You're like, how did you build that? And you're like, I spent five thousand hours. It's okay. People <laughs> people people do that though. So that's kind yeah. of what I was leaning into. I had hopes. Now, grant I didn't like grounded that much, but I'm hitting the hopes. I'm like, okay, this will be a cool thing. Somebody's done something in here that's going to be like, we're going to be like, wow, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, the internet's infinite. It's almost guaranteed. Um, the list of stuff is very short. I will say right off the bat. I don't know what, you, what y'all, what, like, what y'all think. The, well, y'all did all the picking. I just, I, y'all, 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 oh yeah. You, you didn't actually look at the list. I looked at I it separately it. from Brian. Before yeah. we, we were like, Brian was hosting and picking and he, and it kind of, eventually after he picked a couple of things it's like i want to see this list and there's just there's just not a lot not a lot to choose from and it was like poorly curated oh and very user created content can you know it's a double-edged sword it cuts both ways really bad descriptions on what most everything actually was <laughs> like mm-hmm. didn't let you know much of anything like it had tags at the bottom that told you whether it was you know multiplayer whether it was co-op whether it was survival whether it was rpg what were you doing in this thing and sometimes that made sense and sometimes it didn't yeah we played about what like five different maps at we least played like, we played like 20 different things oh. for a second or two yeah yeah we 20, gave like like 20, five we, of them we spent a couple of minutes in yeah we played 20 out of a, a number of things where i was expecting there to be thousands of options yeah, like we made it to the end of the list. Usually, like you're talking about, when it comes to user created content on a game, usually you don't make it to the end of the list. Yeah, you'll never you see it in the list. Yeah. No, you get lost in the first 15 pages and you're done. This one, we got to the end. <laughs> We're like, oh, that that's all they had. Okay. Yeah. Now, granted, it's still new, but like I said, the internet's a crazy place, man. There should be like, and and I'll say it like right here. We'll talk about a couple of the things we got into. Nothing, nothing wowed me. There's one level. One map we're going, to, we're going to talk about the most that, that me and that me and Brian liked. Uh, Blake tolerated. I was there. Blake tolerated. Me and Brian liked. <laughs> we're probably going to go back to it. Even that is is not even one. It's it's not wowable or whatever the word is. It's not in, really impressive. It's not even an original idea. It's just at all. Copy. It's just it's a concept that just works, and I think is just popular on the internet. And somebody just built it inside grounded, so it works. We'll get to that one in a minute nothing else we saw though like anything else we were seeing like people did build mazes and like and stuff like that and you're and you're it's just i don't know it's just more more grounded and that's kind of not not what i wanted not not what i was looking for i don't know were y'all it was i alone in expecting to be wild at some point a little no i was expecting no, that's something yeah that's what i was waiting on 
for the user created content specifically yeah okay that's what it's some sort of like oh snap you know like that's that was you know to see something have something have something built in a way or have something because people will fight with mechanics they'll take a mechanic and something will shift or something will happen and be like i didn't know the game could do that right you expect to find things that should have broken the game but they made it work that's what you're looking for yeah and there's you know and we didn't click on all the things no some of like you said some of them are just like i don't know what this means yeah, or this doesn't say anything, or it's like it's just like it's just, something that's like grounded two, or like this ain't this ain't grounded two. I know that, so I'm not clicking on that dumb thing, and and, and so that's all it says. It's grounded and it seemed two. like there was a majority like RPGs. People were making their own twist on the RPG, yeah. and they they turned it into Dungeons and Dragons, or they turned it into Skyrim, and grounded in that world. But to want to do those, you had to want to exist in that world, and I never really wanted to continue existing mm-hmm. in that world, really. Yeah. There was a dungeon when we played for a while where it, like you could open a chest. Each of the chests was it was it was sort of clever. Each of the chests was like had a sign that said what class it was. You open the chest and you had stuff kind of tailored to a class, sort of in a way. And we played that for about ten minutes, and I think it was me where I was, we were like walking through a place, and I was just like, "All right, cool, you know, I get it. I'm kind of done with this." And I think y'all kind of like kind of hopped on. I kind of, you know, kind of like readily agreed. I'm kind of like I've seen. I ran around these hallways kind of enough in this. It's kind of had my feel of it. Yeah. yeah. Lots of things that, a couple of things we we dabbled in that seemed to be completely aimless, which is, you know, like you said, like Brian's, that's the double-edged sword of user-created content. Some of you are walking around something and are like, I don't know what they want to happen here. But it's not happening for me. Uh, right. into a couple, couple of things that weren't in English. That was fun. <laughs> Always. You're like, I don't know what these words are. Uh, I will say the... The mansion was kind of cool. What was the mansion? One? The escape room mansion thing. Oh, we yeah. also gave up on it. We gave up on it. I got we bored did. of it. It was like once you once you hit enough buttons and find enough keys, and you're kind of like, okay, you're like, I do. I need to find twelve. I this is insane. Yeah, yeah. how many do I need? But, I mean, how many? How many? You know, but it was. You could tell that. Of, 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 it was a labor of love. A labor. I yeah, respect they, the effort. Yeah, I respect yeah, the effort sure. that went into that to figure out all the intricacies. That. Yeah, so that was. Probably next next to the one we played the most. That was probably the best one I think. I think that we played. Do y'all can y'all think of any others that might have anything else that kind of? Because the first thing we played was just a maze. Yeah. I pressed a button and a bunch of bugs fell on me. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. Oh, there. that weird underground. I was the maze where I was like, where Blake was trying to like follow me this way. We got we were cracking up on the stream about Blake was like. Well, I knew running the circles. I ended up getting out. <laughs> like I knew where I was going, but the ma- the yeah. maze was so. To your credit, you made it out and then came in and rescued me because I was like, I lost you. And you're like, just yeah. stay there. I will get you out. And I did. And I came, we came back. For, no, Drew ended up going backwards. I and, got teleported. Yeah. And then we made it out of the maze into like a giant battlefield and died and said, oh. Yeah. Where well, I pressed the button and started spawning insects on top of me. Yeah. So, I mean, there, like you said, there were there were times. I mean, you know, it's not a negative experience overall. You know, if anything, it's a it, neutral to a little bit positive. <laughs> Yeah, I think the like I think the word like I said that the, there's a negative aspect. It's the uh, the curation, like really yeah. being really being hard to figure out what and like like you were first picking off like hot this the hot was it called hot this week yeah, or the yeah right new now. this week or hot this week you know, and like, then went okay. to the best of all time and, and it was just the same because the list was so short it was a lot of the same stuff <laughs> yeah it was um 
which we give it six months and go back again, which we're not doing. But if we I mean, did, I I'm mean, gonna, who I'm knows? Gonna it, I'm going to leave it installed this time for a little while, you know, unless I need space for something else. I'm going to leave it installed. Well, it's small, so that helps. Yeah, and if we want to go back every, you know, every couple of weeks and spend, you know, like maybe one, I don't even know if once a month, once a month, just all three of us hop onto one of our streams and just look at the new levels, dabble for a couple hours. I mean, we like to, uh, if we, if we ever like to say, wait, if we ever have any listeners, listeners that want to contact us and drop in on that kind of stuff, and we might try to get, uh, I told you the guy, they might try to invite uh, text from one of our previous guest episodes yeah. to come in and drop in with us and just do a little stream with him and kind of just go explore some more levels. And, you know, there's, just there's to there's got to be, be some sort of hidden gem. It has to happen at some point. And though it's got to be releasing new stuff to build with. But um, there's one level we liked, at least me and Brian liked. And we're, and we're, I and liked we're, it at first, but I got tired of it quick. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely long, and uh, and we're and we haven't completed it yet. I think it, I think it has an it that has it, it has a definite it has ending. an ending. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if y'all know more about it than I do, but this is a, a a genre of a popular genre in YouTube. I think Brian, you said you know of another game that made this stuff popular. Yeah, this it blew up about I don't know four or five months ago on Steam called Only Up, mm-hmm. where you're a kid in a favela. And you're just starting from a what junk up? at the bottom, trying to it's a ghetto neighborhood, a oh. favela. Oh. I I think what is it? Cuba is where this person was from. I don't remember. I don't want to mess it up. That's why. But that that's specifically you're like a kid trying to climb. It, I mean, it represents you know their struggle to get up out of poverty and to yeah. make it in life. And so it was one person made this game, the whole thing, and you start at the ground level, and your goal is to make it all the way as high as you can go. And I never made it very far, but it sure is fun to try. Hmm. And I had mentioned to you that you should definitely look on your, you look on Steam and look at uh, uh, Bennett, getting over it with Bennett Foddy. You need to look at that. Yeah. I'm sure the games are very different, but all you do is climb a mountain of random stuff. And And you only have, you are a man inside a pot and you have a sledgehammer and you have to climb a mountain. Perfect. Yeah. Look at, look it up. So that's, I get, so that's, I think there's been other, I've seen other videos of people like, those driving games are like driving a bus or driving a truck or whatever, like down, down, downward. Everything mm-hmm. seems to go down. So your your version that you saw that wherever is going up. Maybe you were going up. Yeah, this and we did play another map that was like a going up map that was a lot less a <laughs> yeah, lot going, weird. Yeah, which we did not like. Was a lot more fun than hopping up. So yeah, we yeah. so what we landed on was the level actually called going down. Is that what caught your eye or something like that? I think so. I think so, yeah. Or, or only down because you could only down. I think it was only you, down because you recognize only up is the popular yeah. thing, so only down. So, what it obviously is what the name is. I, now, I don't think this has any kind of message. Let's be honest. I think the other no, this one has, does not. No, it's there's, just no there's no message here. Is that your start is high, probably as high as you can build something in and grounded, and it's a series of objects going down. And your goal, obviously, is to get all the way to the ground, is to get grounded. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and i mean it's uh, just a platformer and you can play it first person or third person and you're just trying to make the jumps yeah sounds dumb and it is but it's the most fun we probably had yeah and I, again yeah. i respect the people that put that in there and placed all those objects and made sure that it was you know possible to do and that kind of thing you got a lot more talent for that kind of thing than i do i'll give them credit for that patience yeah good gosh the patience so I'm, I'm guessing I'm really I'm, I'm I don't know what the builder mechanics are in in a like for level designing and thing, but I bet they just hit the thing all the way up to the sky as far because you can't you can't actually see the bottom until you get as the game loads. You're so high it hasn't loaded everything. You can only see it as you if you what if you fall, you can fall until you all the way until you hit the ground. But most of me involved I don't, I don't 
Well, did both did both of you and Blake hit the ground? Because I always hit start and killed my character. I let I fell like the first time to see how long it took, and it was like two or three minute fall. Yeah, we both is, did that. We had to experience it. Yeah, <laughs> it is fun to uh, be climbing around other people. Like it's 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 different. Like if you're doing it by yourself, it's one thing, but to be like yeah. hopping around somebody else, I think that was kind of added it's, to the fun a little. Uh, the it's a little more um, value of it. Scary. Yeah, for sure. You a little more heart palpitations. It, you definitely get, you the best part off. to watch a person fall past you as you're going. <laughs> yeah, you're hey, like, did ah. you make that? <laughs> like, oh, guess not. Okay, that's not the way to go. Yeah. So only down, only up, up down, only, only down, down, only down, only down. Only down in grounded is our only rec- really recommended. I mean, maybe the we don't have the name for the the mansion one, but it was kind of cool too. But uh. Something we've actually planned on going back to. We don't we don't know when specifically. Maybe if we have like a, but we do need to be wool long first. We have wool. We have. I mean, granted, you know, grounded the level will load up in a, in a couple of minutes, so we could really have like a bad night in wool long, or it wouldn't be too bad because we've had nights in wool long where we beat a boss and we and, and wool long is divided into like levels. Like if we don't want to start another level, yeah, we could go yeah, that'd drop be good. in, go drop yeah. into grounded. I mean, yeah. That, yeah, thirty maybe, minutes maybe, of that. Maybe that's a better way to think of thinking grounded is like a. Little, drop in quick yeah. on a map because it would take all of five minutes to drop into grounded and load a map up you know yeah huh we'll see but we are going to go back to this uh me and brian do want to get to the bottom we want to get grounded i'll say that joke again Hilarious. <laughs> or at least get entirely so frustrated that we throw something into the wall yeah because oh, we didn't mention the uh the stanima like people like so the creators can control what's active in, in their and names. i forgot to send a message to that creator i really did mean to do that yeah i mean yeah we'll, we'll, you got this level we'll, we'll be able to find it again it's unnecessary to have stanima in any of these things as far as i could tell like we turn it off in the main game it's just irritating in, in, a, in a survival game period yeah but like it serves no purpose in this particular level, like, like every now and then, you have to stop walking for like fifteen seconds. Yeah, it just slows you down. It's just and irritating. I don't know why just, like, you want to slow down? Yeah, and but and but they have control because we did play a different one. I think maybe the going up one, whatever it, it was. There was no stamina. Had stamina yeah. turned off, so it's yep. just like we'll just turn it off. Like if it's, it's just a toggle. Yeah, just don't have it. Hmm. I I would prefer it. Yeah. Well. Yep. Say, oh, I'll say it quite. <laughs> he said it in the beginning of the podcast, but you know if you follow us. At, twitch.tv forward slash two spoken controllers will you'll, you'll see us uh go back to this or if you click on it now you might actually have a if it saves our videos for 30 days whatever you it stands them i believe a, you'll have a stream of uh us doing all this mess and there'll probably be a few more in the future i wish it would be like a if the content for the creator content was better we it could be we would make it like a like a once a month thing. It'd be a whole point would be go back to ground and, and check the new stuff. Check it out new. Yeah. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Do we plan things out that much in this podcast? Never. No. You're, you're we're lucky to get the amount of planning that me and Blake provide now with the with the new this quote unquote new format we're kind of doing, which is basically not available for this episode because this we played this game before then. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I mean, I, 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 I had extra notes, so. extra notes and stuff, something like that. Anybody got any more thoughts to share about the game itself or user-created stuff or anything? Any, I anything will say, about Grounded? say one thing, because yep. I know we've been nothing but negative, and I know I'm probably a little bit higher on this just because of my proclivity for survival games and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it has a niche. I think it's got its own spot, and I think that is like me as a dad 
I could definitely see, especially when my daughter was a little younger, this would have been perfect for me to sit down and be like, hey, I'm going to teach you about survival games. And we're going to start with this game. And it's it's cute. You know, it's not mm -hmm. too scary. The spiders can be scary, but they're not too scary. And you can turn them off if you want to. I think it it's like a good, I don't know. I, I hesitate to call it a family game, but I think it could be for sure. I don't think there's anything that bad in there. Intro survival. Have you tried to play with? Have you showed it to her at all? Have you thought about? Uh, well, that's the thing. She's a teenager now, so she's just no like more. whatever. So you know, <laughs> I mean, you got that. So you guys you got don't that play sweet division spot. together anymore. <laughs> oh, we still play division. That see, that's that teenagers love to shoot stuff. That's they're they're all about yeah. that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Which, what do you think? All high schools are made. Shoot this human in the head. Feels pretty good. Yeah. Right. Take out the terrorists. Yeah, I say we're negative because we don't like the genre. Basically, LeBron's a fan of the genre. Brian, I but hate the genre. Blake hates the genre. I'm not a fan either. We've played, you know, I play a bunch of them all the time, never my own accord. Yeah, yeah. I've drugged Blake into Ark a little. I mean, I played maybe Ark, ten hours of Ark. That I wish we played Ark with you because apparently you did. The, you did the, like the big experience of Ark. I like we saw like one dinosaur in Ark and never saw. Oh anything. no, man! I've tamed everything from a Giganotosaurus all the way down to the smallest little. Yeah, it's like the the gigantic T Rex. You mean Gigantosaurus? Hey, the tra yeah, hey, trailers. If you live in a house with a kid that's addicted to dinosaurs and watches Dino Dan, you find out that it is not Gigantosaurus. It is Giganotosaurus. And this kid's oh. Canadian. He knows his dinosaurs. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Dinosaurs are all native to Canada. I knew yes, that. That's where they come from. And I, I tamed a Quetzalcoatlus. That's the big flying one that you build. Yeah, that makes sense because Quetzalcoatl. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, there you it go. was found in Mexico. I tell you, man, the trailer, right. the trailers for Ark really sell that game, and then you play it, and you're like, oh, I, I got to build up to all that I crap. Can't drink this water off, die. This yeah, sucks. you got to have good water. You got to have a group of people to play. Without a group, it's yeah, it's not fun because you got to have multiple maybe. inputs. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a our, our very short time. It was maybe, maybe there's an, I think there's another one coming out maybe or oh yeah, Vin Diesel, man. Vin Diesel's going to be in it. So maybe when you jump into that one, we'll be jumping that jump into that one with you. And then I have that, and then we we played uh maybe we played we played, played <laughs> Strand, Stranded Deep is another game that looks really cool in a trailer where you're shining an eye with the sharks. It is it is not Hated cool. It. Yeah, it's could terrible. not figure that, out how couldn't figure out what to do. Yeah, but that game is terrible regardless. Like I like it? survival games. It's horrible. I did not like that game. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about Rust. I've heard of Rust because it's. No, it's a known game. But I don't know it. No, but yeah, much if you're a nihilist and you're into uh, uh, self-flagellation, Rust is great because you get on there and you spend an entire night. You're doing awesome. You got your base built, and then these dudes roll up with assault rifles and murder you and burn everything in the ground and kill you, and then it's you start all gone. over again it's the like, next day. Yeah, no, thank no, you. No way. Do it. <laughs> I think they can do that same stuff in the on the on the public servers on Ark, can't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, there's like clan wars and everything. If you play the public servers, you're talking like clans with a couple hundred people each, and they roll up with like armored T Rexes, and you're standing there going, they, "I give up." Can't they lock you in a in a cell in Ark, and you can't actually get out unless somebody lets you out? Was that Ark? Ark, like you can definitely have that happen. Yeah, yeah. I thought like you can build like prison cells, and you can log yeah. and you can log out of the game and log back in, and you're still in the prison. Yeah, you're cell. still in it. Yeah, the only way to get out is to die. Crazy. I think I think Rust has that too. Yeah, people can build, and the only way to get out is to either kill yourself trying to break through the walls, or to break through the walls and get out. But in Rust, if you do that, a lot of times they just camp outside because there'll be groups of these people who've got like a 50-person clan, so there's always somebody online. <laughs> so there's always somebody out there waiting on you. Who's on, who's on just, guard duty today? Yeah, they just kill you. You're like, oh, thanks. I'm glad you don't have a life.
Thanks, bud. It's insane. I mean, Bonkers. Yeah, so maybe Ark and Ark 2, whatever they're going to call it in the future. Del Ark. All right. Okay. So one thing we do, one of our new things to do is in end of the end of the games is uh, silly little ratings that don't really mean anything. We do it as a joke kind of tied to me and Blake's other pod, movie podcast. We, we kind of started on there uh, rating things because we think it's funny. The, the ratings don't really mean anything. Um, but you know, we enjoy doing it and it puts a little spin on the end, end of the episode. So like you got yours. I do. But before we do that, I had one thing, um, oh, a music thing. We want to talk about the music and I think you had the, the first guy, Brian, didn't you? The Justin Bell. Yeah. Well, I didn't have much about him. I, that was just that he was a participant. All right. Okay. So I'll go a little bit into that. So Justin Bell, which is their first guy. And he's like their, I guess, like their house person, because he's done a couple of their other games, including New Vegas and Stick of Truth, as well as Armored Warfare. And then he's done 77 episodes of music for the TV show slash podcast Critical Role. He's done a lot of music for that. Hmm. And that's kind of his, his thing. And then there is another group called Finishing Move Incorporated, and it's a duo Brian Trifon and Brian Lee White. And they have done a bunch of music for a couple of video games, uh, particularly Halo Wars 2, Massive Chalice, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Crackdown 3, Borderlands 3, Grounded, and the Callisto Protocol. And they were nominated for their Borderlands 2 music. Eh, not going to go on the tangent, but I hated Borderlands 2. But that's, you know, but... The it music was, was okay, and did whatever. But the main thing I bring up is the the end credit song after you beat the game. Oh my god, I didn't find I didn't write down what episode he was on, but we've actually did the this musician on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, previously. His name is uh Mark Ribulet, uh, aka Loop Daddy, mm-hmm. and he is a a chip artist or a loop artist where he just you know loops his own stuff. He does a lot of free flow i guess like or watch his video or ad lib he's he's something else he like um creates like, music on the fly like yeah. it, like it's weird he like starts with like a little beat and adds a little piece and adds a little piece and adds some words he but he does it spontaneously he kind of just yeah. does it and the the song that we played on the podcast was called i'm a flamingo yeah and he came i, I don't know how they got a hold of him i could i couldn't figure out because even like the wikipedia nothing really mentions that except for that he was responsible for the end credit song called it's the end, which you should be, it should be playing sometime soon. If Brian does his job, right. Which you, which you I mean, maybe you get what you pay for. I guess a lot then you're still <laughs> alive. Ain't you? Your life's worth something. It's a good point. Good point. I can play, it'll play off the podcast. And, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Cause we, we, we enjoy Mark Rubulet. Yeah. Uh, AKA loop daddy, but I don't like calling him loop daddy. It feels weird. So I just call Mark. Ain't nobody in my daddy. <laughs> I had but one it, more thing that I forgot about as well to throw in here. It's small. It's short. It's little. It's tiny. They announced a TV series in July oh, of 2022 from uh, Brent Friedman as the the developer of that. I don't. I don't know. I guess it'd be Honey I Shrunk the Kids. The series. It's supposed to be an animated series. Yeah, but I don't. It didn't say who it's. Depends for. on what they. We 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 go back to audience again. This yeah, could who are you going to cool, target? It could be a cool TV show, or it could be a really boring child show. Yeah, could go either way. 
remember when they announced that? I wonder if it's kind of gone. If it's kind of gone, gone nowhere. Where what in your, in your notes, Blake? Because I, I do have it that it was a TV show, but I couldn't find a whole whole lot. Yeah, kind of yeah like, that's all it said. But but I mean that was twenty two. So I mean you know production on TV, especially if it's animated, it's going to take a while. And they may not even cast the thing by now, or haven't yeah. found the backers to pick it up because I don't yeah. know if Xbox is going to support the television show. I mean Xbox has got plenty of money for games. The, but... the only information that I have for the show is that, like you said, Brent Friedman uh, is creating it, and he is responsible for Star Wars Clone Wars, uh, Star Wars That's Rebels, good. and then That's Star Trek Enterprise. All those are good. Although he's responsible for writing all three of those. Right. I really love mm-hmm. Rebels. If y'all didn't watch that, that was good. And then the director, the person yeah. attached to direct it, is a, uh, is a gentleman named Brian Goodrich, and he directed every episode of the live-action Halo TV show. Got, See which... Did, I haven't watched it, but recently I didn't. What I've heard it wasn't well received, but just announced the season two. Yeah, just announced it, but I liked it. If you can yeah, get past the fact that Master Chief takes his helmet off and then uh, proceeds to get naked later on in the season, I thought it was an okay sci-fi show. If you can yeah, get we, over the Halo part of it and yeah, get over your hangups on that, I'm not even sure. Like Master Chief taking his helmet off to me isn't that big a deal. I'm just like, oh wow, John Twenty Seven. Well, it's just like some random guy, whatever, whoever the actor is. Yeah, he wasn't. It's not, and that's the thing. I think, like, if he took his helmet off and it was Brad Pitt, yeah, I would have had a problem with it. But he took his helmet off. I'm like, I don't know who that guy is. So sure, he's Master Chief, whatever. Or if they, I mean, or if that was their way of just like avoiding that whole. Yeah, it's somebody. He's just a it's person. Just, it's just a guy. Maybe that's their way of doing it because everybody expects. Yeah, I'm him sure to they be, thought of it. I don't know what they wanted it to be in the video game. He took his helmet off. It's gonna be some like pixelated mess on on the xbox like who, who do you want to I think it'd be, right artistically it'd be cool if they, they showed him take his helmet off like you see them and you see the helmet set up and they never showed you so you could still you could just imagine somebody in the suit I think, so much yeah. more. I think that i think that is it, is it they show his face pretty early i'm guessing maybe? yeah yeah within i maybe think maybe the first or second episode i bet mean, i bet it was just like get it out of the way get, get they had to rip way, that yeah. band-aid off Get it because yes. the Mandalorian they faced the same problem whenever they mm-hmm. were going to take the helmet off Mando and show him. So, yeah, that one, but then they over weirdly it. enough. I yeah, played a lot it. more Halo and I, um, and stuff like that. And I'm really not a not a Star Wars, you know, we, we talk about Star Wars, but like Mandalorian being like the best Star Wars thing we've seen. That Mando taking his helmet off bothered what that bothers me more in like that's that show that that exists for like two years. Him helmet coming off in that first season bothers me a lot more than Master Chief taking his helmet off. I don't know. I just kind of wish it's they did because his it. helmet means something. Like in the lore, yeah, exactly. whether you want to get that deep or not, it means something. You know, that's a yeah. thing. Master Chief never talks about. I will never take my helmet off, or my Marines will die. Like, I mean, he's just in a way. uniform. It's not the way. <laughs> it's not the way. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I get that. Well, what, there's, there's another good tangent for us. We're good at that. Yeah, the whole podcast on tangents. That's what podcasts are normally in general. But um, how do we want to do the order of the ratings? You can do you, Brian, then me. Mine's very, very, mine's barely half-hearted and thought of. All right, so for me, I'll go ahead and do mine. I've said everything I'm going to say about the game. blah 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 So I give it four giant koi fish out of ten. And four giant reflect, koi fish out of ten. To reflect my slightly more positive outlook, I went with... Six pots of aphid honeydew out of ten. Hey, that's that's kind of high. Mine, uh, weirdly between y'all, I would think maybe a four. I'll give it, I, I thought right down the middle for a five because it's a perfectly fine game. I did five randomly placed floating objects out of ten for the <laughs> for the for going uh down. For oh, for yeah. reference, 
the like Metacritic and like if you average out all of its ratings, it averages an eight and a half. Low end is seven and a half to eight. High end is nine and nine and a half. Not the game's fault. I don't like the genre. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, but I thought it was, it's funny that even, I mean, I'm supposed to be a guy that loves survival games and I didn't even (laughs) hit the, the median or come close to it. Like I would never think to give this game an eight. Mm. It's definitely not eight material. No, it's so, I don't know what folks are seeing when they see an eight in this. No, yeah. Even I will admit, I thought I was being generous with six, but it's, I mean, it's not like, it's not bad. None of it's bad. The game's not broken. Like it's nothing kind of boring. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just like it, everything works. I think everything works the way they intend it to work. It's just not, we're not the audience. It's weird. It's crazy that, well, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't, I don't know. Me and Blake's tastes are somewhat similar sometimes, but it's weird to like all three of us, all three of us are kind of like, meh. It ain't like, you know, we're all like, all our opinions are like extremely different. I mean, and you're like you said, you're pretty experienced in survival games, and, and you still kind of fall, fall kind of low. So yeah, it's just I wonder how much of the minority. I've never read really any negative reviews about Grounded, so not that I've gone hunting for them, but I, I do skim stuff sometimes. I'll skim online posts and I'll skim uh, reviews, and then uh, even the the funniest place to get reviews sometimes is the uh, uh, the Xbox reviews sections. Uh, it's a it's a war zone there. Like, I don't know if you ever scrolled through those. It's just <laughs> yeah, like. I have. It's up the ups and downs there. It's a freaking roller coaster. There's a good place to read reviews that mean nothing because nobody cares about reviews there. And I always, I tell the pocket of the four, my uh, grounded wouldn't have any because I, I don't think it has any hard copies. But my favorite, some of my, some of my favorite reviews are on on the Gamefly website. As uh, you're rating games, of course, and it'll, you'll get uh, like one star rating. The disc wouldn't play. <laughs> that's not the game well that's yeah they didn't have anything to do with that yeah so that's that's always some of my favorites that's all we have for this i mean this is probably not what was our last what was our last call endeavors you may remember was that the hunt or was that something before that uh i think the last one was like the hunt and turtles together was it hunt and turtles oh did we smash them yeah 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 i can figure out real quick uh so that's kind of like two two co-op things kind of back to back that weren't exactly loved. I think we've had this ongoing thing where we've, we've been playing a lot of co-op games. I have a list of all the co-op games we've played and we've never really had anything so far that we are like, man, we're so glad we we're so glad we played this and we want to play more and I can't wait to get back to it. So it's not really a spoiler, but the list of games coming up and it's like, it's in a weird place where these episodes is like next is Anthem which is going to be a, a weird, you know, eventually a weird conversation of a, of a game that has its highs and lows. Then Monster Hunter Rise, again, starts off kind of high and takes a dip. And then The Division 2, which is maybe mostly positive and then takes a massive dip at the end. Yes. Yeah, they screwed um, themselves and us. Then the uh, the episode where, it, where people chase us with pitchforks, where we tell everybody that we don't like Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. Don't say it. I'll say it now. We'll get canceled. And then Zombie Army Trilogy. Which we want to try to get Zombie Army 4 in there before we do yeah. that, I think. Another game that's kind yeah. of like, oh, whatever's going on here. And then finally after that would be right now we're playing Wo Long. But what now finally Wo Long's probably is it the best out of the, out of that thing? It's it's weird having a bunch of upcoming games that like I don't know. Haven't been like we had more fun like hanging out and playing them than we're gonna have like discussing discussing the experiences. I guess we haven't really landed on something we've all 
just really, really freaking enjoy it. I don't, I don't think we keep chasing, we're chasing that dream, I guess, of just landing on a phenomenal co-op game of some you sort. You can't beat the Dark Souls. That's yep. the yeah, issue. Well, yeah, that's what that's I was saying. Yeah, I think Souls the first thing we did, just... first thing we did was Dark Souls three. We set the bar way too freaking high. We got Dark yeah. Souls two and one. Now we've played a lot of games. <laughs> we talked, we talked about going into Dark Souls two, Dark Souls one, and eventually uh, Elden Ring. But I was like. I want to put some time between it. Now we've played like six other freaking games. It might be about time to do a Dark Souls 2 1 or. Yeah, maybe even with Wolong being a Souls like, it's not. Souls like, it's not. It's not the same. It's not. It's level based. Yeah, level based is irritating. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Maybe we're about to do for a Dark Souls, I guess. Yeah, episode 92. That's the whole point we're supposed to play. 92 was Dark Souls? No, 92 was Shredder's Revenge and Hunt Showdown. That's the last uh, co op we did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're having more. We're they're replacing the the game fly the game fly spot spot now so at, at one uh every, five, at, one, at one fifteen we'll wait to one fifteen so we got for a while early when we first started doing coffee numbers episodes I was worried we would get to them too fast and wouldn't have enough games and now we have too many games and not enough episodes which is <laughs> fine it's fine to have plenty of games to to uh, fall back on but uh I don't know we're rambling now and this is turning into a long episode that Brian has to mm-hmm. uh, chop up. Yeah, I, I love I, it. I gotta get to bed soon. Desperately make it try to sound good. Uh so that's <laughs> that's all we have. I will before we leave, I'm gonna go tell everybody the next game uh, we're gonna do. We're going back to the uh the re- regular two smoking controllers, the new sort of format thing with, without Brian here. But if you wanna hear or guess you can't see him here, but you can see him on the stream. We mentioned on our streams that we do kind of rotate who's on camera and kind of who's hosting the stream. Kind of a you know, kind of a perspective change each time. So if you want to hear or see more of Brian, he's going to be on the uh, on our all, all of our uh, all of our Twitch streams at twitch.tv forward slash two smoking controllers. He'll be joining us there for all, all of that, and he'll be back on the podcast, of course, again for our next co-op endeavors episode. But with that said, uh, our next game we're doing is a game that was um it was on Game Pass. It's gone now, so too bad. Is a a sort of cute little adventure game called Beacon Pines. It's cute and it kind of kind of strange and kind of lackluster and then kind of dark and then lackluster again. It's it was a oh a weird little experience. I, I don't regret playing it, but we'll uh we'll talk about that more on the next we'll episode. Yeah. So that's what we'll see. So we'll be Beacon Pines on the next episode. I guess that's all I've all I've got. I will thank course uh, Jared and the guys of Emerge for letting us use the song Letting Go at the beginning of the podcast. Like I always say, it's sometimes it's the best part of the podcast, and that's perfectly fine. If you want to hear the whole song, you know, go to their there's a link to their them in the show notes, go to their Spotify page and listen to all their listen to their album. Uh follow them on social media for tour dates and stuff. They had some really big shows at the end of last year. I hope, hope that could give them some momentum. Like they were opening for like uh saliva and they open for uh 10, yeah, years, 10 right? years which is awesome we, we, i wish it, it's it's like a two and a half hour drive for us it's kind of yeah, a big should... a, a big haul mm-hmm. i mean we did go see emerge last year in in their hometown which was awesome but that's a, a drive we just can't do all the time we really should have gone to that 10 year show though because it's such a, it'd be yeah. such a cool show but anyway follow them on social media if you're in the if you're in the tennessee they're they're, they're here in tennessee with the, like a you know they're a couple of cities over but if you're in the tennessee area or in tennessee period you know follow them and uh, they're you know they're obviously touring around us so they will be touring more soon i'm sure so definitely go see emerge and just you know tell them you know drew and blake 
from the from the podcast sent to you there. He'll he'll definitely appreciate that. You know. Uh, also, thanks to Milad Markovic, aka Devious Pixel, for the art for this podcast and uh, taking all the money that should go to Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all we have. And of course, the last thing I always do that as always thanks Brian for editing the thing. You're never you're never here for that, but we do appreciate the yeah. the time you spend editing. And apparently. We're not going to talk about editing that much, but you did you did pick up a new technique that I took to the took to our other podcast to make editing a little bit faster. So it's it's we appreciate that. I'm glad to contribute something back. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Do you got any Brian? You got anything to share at all for uh, Blake? Uh, wraps it up. I mean, I'm no, put, I put got, you on the spot. Got, you probably got nothing. No, I got nothing except uh, thanks. I'm just glad to be be in and and to be doing the co-op endeavors. Yeah, it's fun playing games. We 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 talk about somehow we should have. It was the past what year year and a half we started playing games with you. And we're like we missed out on like just like tons of tons of freaking years of games we we should have been playing. Oh yeah, we we lost a lot of time. Yeah, we all have all because <laughs> we, we all have the same sense of humor and like kind of like we all play tons of video games. We should have been doing this a long freaking time ago. Yep. We're making up for lost time now. Ran along a list of games we don't like, but we'll find something good eventually. Hopefully. Oh yeah, all right and. Last but not least, Blake. And uh, I want to wish everybody a good evening and good night. It's the end of the game, the end of the game. You did it, baby. Yo, I said you did it. You finished the campaign. It's over. It's done. Time to celebrate. Yo, you can sit back, relax, let the credits roll through. No more having to eat the magic mushrooms or get eaten by a giant spider. Yo, now you're through. Bam, take it easy. Take a load off. Let me take care of you and let the credits roll. It, you did it, you finished it, it's over baby, now it's done and done, I said We had fun, but it's time to go, you can get up off the couch and take a little poop And meanwhile baby, Obsidian is gonna display the credits of the people that worked up on the game A whole lot of talent and work and blood and sweat and tears went into the production this year baby You gotta stand up, appreciate what they did, I said I appreciate it Again, I must reiterate, the game is over and through. There's nothing else to do, yo. Yeah, so the the game is actually, I don't know what else you're expecting, but that's it's that's it. That's it. The it's done, it's it's over. There's really it's not like a bonus sequence or anything. This is just this is it. Um I guess if you wanted, you could probably stick around for the credits. Yeah, I'd probably oh, 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 oh.